Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 5th of November 2020. This is The Gap, episode 541. I'm Luke Laurie. Joe Gure is here, and we are one week away from Next Gen, Joe. Are you excited? Oh, am I? I'm so excited. What's uh, what's that in the back? Uh, what what could it be? I have no idea. Uh, this 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 chatter never works. Let's. But I did. Uh, if if you head to our YouTube, you will be able to see my camera shaking a bunch and two console boxes, I suppose, because hmm. I've got both consoles. We're going to talk about it on this week's podcast. We're going to right. talk about them both, which is why I suppose we flag right up front why you're getting this teeny bit late. Was the embargo for the PlayStation Five is at? What are you eating? What are you eating? What is that in front what of you? you? What's your fork? What's on your fork, Luke? Is there fucking Skittles in that spaghetti, motherfucker? Maybe. Show me. Show me the fucking Skittles. Show there's me the not, Skittles. No, put some Skittles, no Skittles in it. <laughs> Just put some Skittles in it. <laughs> We're getting there. Last week I had the Skittles. I know. This now you got the, the spaghetti. spaghetti. We're so close. This wasn't planned. This was actually my... I was supposed to eat this before, but um, we... Last week, I think you went on Daylight Savings. Is that right? Last week, two weeks ago. I don't know. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. And then we, um, we ended up changing our regular what time we normally record at. And then mm. I went on Daylight Savings uh, over the weekend and so Job's like, you ready to go? I'm like, it's fucking like 1.30. Because we, we usually record here at like 4 o'clock or something. Yep. And we just changed. And then we now changed again. So I was not ready at all. I was like in the middle of cooking this fucking pasta. Right. Um, fucking spaghetti So it had nothing chain. to do with... Hmm. Yeah. Look at you. Look at you guys. Usually I have bread and sandwiches and stuff. But um, this was left over. So. Oh. Just throw some Skittles weird. in it. And you'll have completed. I don't want to have a sugar rush halfway through this thing. <laughs> halfway? You fucking wish. How many Skittles do I need to put in here for it to be? Because I have a 1.5 kilo bag of Skittles. You saw this last week, right? Oh, I, I did. I did. I think if you grab a handful of Skittles and dump it in and mix it in, that will, mm. I believe, in my opinion, that will justify, that will uh, satisfy mm. the All right. the bet. I'll, I'll go get some. This is so exciting. I'm so excited. This is the this is the, this is it, people. This is the culmination of years of hard work. The amount of times the Luke burrito, Joe. has Where's trolled the absolute fuck out of me has the things he's done. My my computer's blue screening a little bit at the moment and I'm not even entirely I'm not he's he's like thousands of kilometers like, away. What is that? And I'm not Are even you ready? Yeah, I'm watching. This is fantastic. This is perfect. It's got some green, some oranges. Is that a purple? It's a bit of everything. It's the the whole mix. There's a lot of reds, a lot of greens. Purple? I don't think they make purple ones. Don't they? No. What was that dark colored one? Well, maybe they are. I don't know. I'd call them brown. Why would they be brown Skittles? (laughs) What flavor would brown Skittles be? I don't know. They're fruit flavored. What's a brown fruit? (laughs) An overripe banana. Right, it's actually purple. It says it great. Yeah, great. Yeah, could be the lighting in here. Could be. Um. All right. Anyway, there you go. Making like, a lot of noise. Sorry for everyone at home. I just <laughs> and and I was just like, oh yeah, this is terrible. It's a terrible audio. But uh, now I'm 
we're entirely a video production because I... You can't see this, but it's like melting off now. Oh, no, really? Hey, lift like lift the up colors. the bowl a bit more. Lift up the bowl a bit more so I can see what's going on. No, I don't... Yeah, perfect, to... perfect. Okay, now Let's get... this. They've get... all sunk on the bottom. You just got to get like at least one skill. There we go. Oh, no, it fell off, but... Now put that mm. fucking yeah. There we go. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. That's the shit. You know what? Not bad. Not bad. He the skittles says. have gone actually really soft. <laughs> you know how you have, you know how you have skittles, and they're usually like really hard. <laughs> Not really hard, but they're hard. Yeah. And you're like, they've like softened up. They're right. actually delicious. Thank <laughs> you, Joe. <laughs> For this treat. <laughs> Oh my god, he's, he's got, there's more Skittles. Look, can you see this yeah, one? Yeah, I can it's see white. it's white. Yeah, no, holy shit. Mm. You don't even know what flavor that one is. That is amazing. Oh. Perfection. I have to guess what flavor it is now. All right, you should clip this and put it on our... Uh, on our Lemon. Lemon. That would have been pretty mm. good, I think, with spaghetti. That would, that, that would have gone, okay, if I had to pick one flavor for, of Skittles to get put in a spaghetti, it would be all lemon. Yeah, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta clip this. You're recording the video, obviously. You gotta clip all this out and then uh, chuck it up on on YouTube or Twitter or something. I might chuck it up on Twitter. Uh, it'll be a little bit weirdly framed, I suppose. But yep, spectacular. All right, so big show. Uh, next gen consoles are here. Next. Gen. Do we want to dive into that right now, or do you want to leave it to the end? What do you What are you thinking? Why don't we leave it to the end? Because otherwise, otherwise, all the uh, steam will be out of my engine by the time we get to the fucking end. Because uh, okay. there's a lot. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we start on some other games? Hey, why okay. don't we start on Watch Dogs Legion? Because I see it's in your list as well. Uh, no, I put it in here for you. Because <laughs> I knew you were playing it. All right. Well then, sure showed me. Um, but also, I did. I did jump in. Um, what I will add is that. Uh, I think since last week when we talked about Watch Dogs Legion, they um, they didn't have a day one um, game ready driver out at that stage. Yep. Um, while we were recording, one dropped, and as soon as we finished recording that episode, I jumped in and um, had a look, and I can report that it didn't do a lot. Right. <laughs> um, this is in terms of a PC version of, of Watch Dogs Legion. The uh, frame rate was a bit all over the place. Mm. Um, I didn't notice too much of a difference. Uh, I then looked at the NVIDIA Reddit page, and they do generally a pretty good job whenever a driver comes out. They'll do like a quick benchmark between um, a couple of standard games and how much the frame rates are different. Mm. In particular, Watch Dogs Legion, they were noting that um, it wasn't a huge difference. Uh, it, it was maybe 10%. Which, when you're talking about getting 80 frames per second and it jumping between that and 55, you, it's not that's not a lot. It's four or five frames, so yeah, not a huge difference. Um, uh, there's there's a possibility that I was reading a patch will be implemented that will start targeting some of those frame rate issues on PC, but that has not been put out yet. So. Quick update in terms of performance. Um, still a bit rough. What's what, what's your experience with the game so far? Um, obviously, mine was very low-key. Uh, <laughs> like I said, one of my most anticipated games of the year. 
did not live up to expectations. And um, I think I talked about it for close to like 40 or 50 minutes. Yep. Now, um, I, I thought there were a lot of uh, game design and, and sort of gameplay issues. Like the world and all that stuff is really cool, but like the actual gameplay stuff seemed really stripped down and, and a step back for the series. So what are your thoughts? Man, you were... I didn't want you to be, but you were 100% right. I mean, I think I went into it uh i wonder i wonder sometimes hey about the impact uh the impact our conversations have on my uh enjoyment of games the impact you know i've i've long been an advocate for the idea that um that you know, uh, my not liking your favorite game. I've said this numerous times. Uh, typically, Dota two. <laughs> no, typically attached to uh, you know uh, review comment threads where I'm getting absolutely eviscerated. But you know, the idea that I didn't like Hitman or Doom 2016 or anything David Cage has ever done doesn't make it doesn't impact the like if. If someone enjoyed those games, my not liking it doesn't mm. make it worse unless, unless in the back of their mind, these people know these flaws exist and they have previously been able to uh, ignore these issues. Mm. And my bringing it to the yeah. forefront makes it, makes it impossible to ignore like you know if you were to make some fucking spaghetti with skittles in it and you never knew the skittles were there right you might be able to fucking depending on which fucking which skittles you chose you might be able to get away with someone eating that fucking spaghetti skittles without ever knowing right but as soon as you're like oh yeah there's skittles in that spaghetti as soon as you say that right Spaghetti's a fucking great example because I put fish sauce in my spaghetti bolognese. Uh, it is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, it like just like ramps up the flavors. You only put like the tiniest dash uh, and you put it on in, like into the meat while it's cooking, right? But it is it's fin fantastic. It is the best thing you can do. Fish sauce is literally just fucking like fermented anchovy, right? And uh, Italians have been putting fucking anchovies in their in their spaghettis for fucking for centuries, right? So it's not that fucking far. You know, it, does, it, it it makes sense. It actually makes sense. But when you say, "Oh yeah, fish sauce into spaghetti," people are like, "Uh, no, thank you." And like I've had that reaction, right? When they see me putting fish sauce in, they're like, "Oh, I can taste the fish sauce," even though you know they fucking can't. Right in their brain, they're like, "Oh, I can taste, hmm. the, I, can, I can taste it." Well, you know? when I make like, um, like a stir fry, yeah, it's usually got fish sauce in it, right? So yeah. it's not a huge difference. No, it's not. It's not that big a difference, right? Like, and yeah. and in a stir fry, you, you can't directly taste it, but you taste what it's doing, right? Especially you know, in a stir fry, all it's doing is like ramping up the the flavor of the myot effect on the on the vegetables and the the meat in there and all that kind of stuff you know like 
That's yep. all, it's, it's just an, an umami bomb, basically. And that's that's mm. what it's used for in spaghetti. Uh, or that's what I use it for in spaghetti. Uh, and, yeah. We're talking about Watch Dogs Legion, right? We are. We are. This is <laughs> this is going to be a trend. I mean, wait till you, I, I'm going to chuck up my uh, Xbox Series X uh, review on the gapodcast.com when the embargo lifts. And that'll put a PlayStation 5 one up on the gapodcast.com mm-hmm. when that embargo lifts. And... Uh, Spaghetti. Talking about spaghetti, is is uh, I'm on a bit of a spaghetti train of thought at the moment. Anyway, the point I'm saying, the point I'm making, right? It's the same as like if you if your kid doesn't like fucking broccoli, right, and you put it into shepherd's pie, and they never know, they'll eat it. And they'll be like, yeah, yum. And then you tell them there's fucking broccoli in it, and they're like, oh, I hate broccoli. I hate this, and they don't want to fucking eating eat it, right? Like. It is, there's something mental there. There's there's like a mental block for people, right? And sometimes, right, it's an imagined mental block, as is the case with broccoli. Uh, and sometimes mm-hmm. it is actually something you can't get past, like Skittles and spaghetti, right? These, like, th- these things absolutely occur. And I think what you did in Watch Dogs Legion... Is you are you you skittle spaghetti me because I can't not see the flaws. Like I can't. Mm. It it's the the it is pure illusion of depth. This game is the illusion of depth, but it is shallow as fuck, and I can't mm. I can't not see it anymore. I haven't done. I'm like I'm like I'm like uh, Roddy Piper from um, They Live. I've given you the glasses, <laughs> and you've put them on, and you can see everything. <laughs> this is like yeah, Bay. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're like I'm having fun here. This is a good. <laughs> it's a good place. And then you put it away. Like what the fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Why don't that, that's way better analogy than my fucking. You could have just went there instead what of the, the spaghetti fuck? thing. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like. 20 minutes. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't I haven't done the first mission in uh, in Watch Dogs yet. I'm still I'm still pre that. But like I, tutorial phase. Like, well, I did the tutorial, right? So I did the, you know, the the first mission has you rolling through um I don't know, the House of Parliament or some shit and you you get there and it explodes and uh, they pin it on, uh, what are the fuck? DeadSec, DeadSec. Uh, they pin it on DeadSec and uh, that kicks off the authoritarian takeover of London. And uh, after that, you've got a brief moment where you pick your first character, which is utterly meaningless. And then you, uh, you go and, I don't know, restart like restart uh what's his face Watley or whatever the fuck his name is the computer Bagley Bagley you restart Bagley uh, it's close enough it's British yeah I was pretty close <laughs> um you restart him and you kick off Watch Dogs Legion uh I walked out uh I will point out that uh the code I got was like a fucking digital deluxe or whatever the fuck so i i walked out 
and mm-hmm. I had like seven extra characters, and they're all right. like they've all, they're all jacked like, up. Yeah, they've got like three perks a piece, and like they've all got great yep. weapons and stuff like that. But I deliberately opted to not use any of those. I uh, got. I didn't. I don't think I got the same thing as you, but <clears throat> I definitely got some characters, and yep. I think there was three of them. Um, right. And I, I didn't use them at all when I played. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not the default experience. It felt like. <laughs> yeah. It felt like it, it wouldn't play out that well. So I took my chick, who was a fashion model, uh, and I walked outside. Why did you pick a fashion model? She had a fucking amazing car. Uh, oh, she right. just bought this fucking supercar. And I'm like, well, that's the one I'm going for because uh, I've driven in the game and. Some cars are fun to drive, and so, like in the preview, some of the cars were a lot of fucking fun to drive, and some of them are extremely yeah. dull. Uh, and yeah, that's like, until you realize there's no reason of, to drive a car to drive anyway. Fast you fast, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, so I uh, I picked a got in the car, drove like a hundred meters, trying to work out what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, Backley's yapping in my ear, and then I see this like icon. And so I go into, uh, I thought, I thought it'd be a goof. I thought it'd be funny, right? I'd, I'd see how I went, right? I'll, I mm-hmm. should note, I'm playing on, uh, permadeath and on hard. Right. Yep. Uh, so I signed up for the underground bare knuckle boxing league. Yeah. Like a fight club. Fight club. And I won it. Mm. Easily. Like, super easily. Uh, yeah. And each each one is like four fights in a row. Uh, and the fourth fight is, is a per- like this person has something special about them. Uh, so they'll yeah. do something like different. The, the guy mm-hmm. I fought, he could uh, call him back up. So uh, yeah. I had to beat like five people all at once. And uh, yeah, do it. I had to do it in high heels. Uh, while being a fashionista, but it didn't fucking matter because, uh, yeah, I, I, like we, I, I spoke about this on on Twitter, and someone said it is the easiest fucking uh, combat like counter countering system since fucking Assassin's Creed, and they are one hundred percent correct. Like Assassin's Creed has abandoned this model of countering. Because it is so fucking simple. It is like the the timing yeah. window is fucking huge. The only time you get it, it hit- also slows the game down once you like press the dodge button. So yeah. it gives you more of an opportunity to then aim like where I'm going to hit someone yeah. and press it again. Uh, and it, when that actually happens, there is like uh, iframes, like invulnerabilities where. No when, one can hit you. When you do the counter. And so you can yeah. just counter the entire time. Exactly. Exactly. And so it doesn't matter. It didn't matter that I was on hard. It didn't matter that I was uh, theoretically someone who you shouldn't be getting into fist fights. Uh, I, I won. Hmm. And so when I got out of there, I did the mission to acquire the boss fight guy uh, as, as a character because I'm like, I might as well start with, like, you know, I've got to build out my legion. I might as well start somewhere. Yeah. Why not this guy? I hated him. Uh, I, like, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't like his his voice or his attitude, and he seemed like kind of a, a bit of a cunt. But 
I did it anyway because that's what you do in the game, right? That's the game. Acquire the Legion. Take back London. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to, what I needed to do was, uh, you know, the Kelly gang were upset with him for losing his last boxing match, ironically against me. Uh, but they were upset with him because he was supposed to win and they bet a lot of money. So they put a hit out on him, which seems a little bit fucking dramatic, but, uh, nevertheless, uh, I had to go deal with that. Uh, so I did, uh, I, I, I drove over there and my fucking fancy ass car because you don't unlock fast travel for a little bit I believe it seems like you don't unlock it uh, for I don't know it seemed like I couldn't fucking fast travel for a while or maybe it was because I was on a a mission or something I'm not sure but I couldn't fast travel so I drove on over uh, and like wandered in there was one person who was the enforcer Uh, so I blacked that person um, and then I scooted away. Easy peasy. That was it. Back in my car. Oh, no, I had to go meet him and he got ambushed. And I didn't even have to kill them. I just had to outlast. I had to wait like 90 seconds. And mm. this, this was, this was probably the moment when I knew, like before then I was like, all right. That fist fight was too easy, and yeah, I'm not seeing this so far. But maybe, it, like you know, I, I haven't unlocked the uh, the deep dive analysis tool, and maybe the AI is a little bit more robust than I thought. But no, none of the AI that was supposed to come kill me in the 90 seconds could make it around a corner, and so I just sort of stood where I was, not fighting until. The 90 seconds ended, and that that was it. I'd acquired him. I switched to him. I immediately went and did every single other underground boxing uh, thing. I won them. Mm. I won some fucking pretty golden gloves, and I recruited the bosses from every single one of them because uh, yeah. they're invariably good characters. Like They've always got three perks, uh, and rarely... I did, none of them had any fucking drawbacks. So... It seemed like a good way to, to guarantee that I would have members who were good. Uh, the the second to the last one uh, was there was like a pair of them. And the chick specifically didn't like DeadSec. But yep. I couldn't get her to like DeadSec without the deep dive tool. And so mm-hmm. after I'd finished the last one, I... I'm, st- I'm I'm still at this point playing as the underground boxing guy. I'm no longer the fashionista. I switched to the underground boxing guy so- solely because he had this uh, when he did this when he did his counter punch, he uh, mm. did a shockwave, yeah, which like stuns people, stunned everyone, which made it even more comically simple to complete these things. And uh, like they were already easy, but I did have to wait for them to attack uh, because, yeah, I don't know. The most, like, in that first fight, most of the damage I took was when I tried to counter and he pushed her away and then punched her. And so I just mm. stopped trying to guard break. Uh, and I just waited for the attack itself. And when it came, I'd counter and then I could murder everyone. Um, but, yeah, this guy didn't seem to have that problem. He could guard break whenever he wanted. 
punch people, like actual combos, shockwave at the end of the combo that acted like a guard break. It was significantly, significantly better to to do these boxing things as him, um, despite it being like it was a guaranteed thing regardless. Like either way, I was definitely going to win it, but yeah, it was just faster one way. Yeah. I, I used him as well as yeah. like he was the only guy that I would bring out. So when I was playing the game normally, the only time I'd bring him out was when I was doing those fights because mm. I didn't need him in any other stage during the game. Yeah. He was like my my bare knuckle arena dude that I um just like trot out whenever I needed to do one of those things. And I was like, yeah, cool, yeah. done that. Now I'll switch back to my spy. So, yeah. yeah. So I yeah I literally just drove all around. Uh, London to these underground boxing uh, matches and I completed them all. And yeah, the second last one, this chick didn't like dead sec. I realized I needed to get some of these points. Mm -hmm. These dead sec points or whatever the fuck. Tech points. Tech points. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Uh, I had a theory on how I could get them. There was one really close by. It was on top of a building and there was a fucking construction drone. And so I hacked and hijacked the construction drone, lowered it mm. to myself, hopped on top of it, flew myself up to the, the the points, the tech points, got them. That was it. I needed 10 more. Well, easy enough. There's more 200 meters to my west. I slowly fly the construction drone over there. And there you go. I got, I got the 20 I needed, or maybe it was 40. But uh, I didn't need that much. Uh, flying around on a construction drone in a matter of minutes, and I had what I needed for this uh, this upgrade, this deep dive <clears throat> upgrade. So, uh, yep, cool. Right, what am I going to do now? Well, there are more tech points just this way, so I'll just fly over and do that. I spent like, I don't know, fucking 20 minutes uh, amassing literally hundreds. I had like fucking... Maybe 400 fucking tech points at one point. I cleared out half the fucking map. Because I worked out after like the fourth one that if it's in a restricted area, uh, like I like the fourth one was like in a vent. And I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to get to that? And I threw down my spider bot. And the spider bot can pick up the fucking tech points. So after that, if it's in a, if, if it's in a restricted area, there's no need to like you know, risk my own skin. I sit yeah. on the fucking construction drone three meters from the restricted area, technically yeah. not in it. So even if there's a guard standing there, they don't recognize I'm there. I'm just some dude fucking hovering around. I throw the drone in and I fucking walk the drone over to the tech points and that's it. That is the end of it. Like, so at that point... I have, well, uh, basically dismantled the entire upgrade economy of this game because Mm -hmm. by amassing as many points as I did, I was quickly able to, I don't think, it wasn't 400, it was like uh, 250. But I just want to clarify, uh, just in case anyone gets upset. You're exaggerating. But... Like, 250 is still a fucking lot. It was still enough for me to unlock the ability to hack riot drones, uh, the 
CTOS drones, like every single drone. I could hack them all. I had the ability to cloak people I knocked out. I had that fucking thicker skin. I had all of this shit and I hadn't done like the fucking first mission. It was like, it it, it was unnecessary. And mm. what's worse is I don't know, like there are so many tech points that I hadn't yet unlocked. Why would I need that many? It seems like there's more than you need to unlock everything. I like I, you know, I didn't crunch the fucking numbers, but it seems like there's way more tech points than there are fucking things to spend it on. Or I, there is like a strip of stuff that I can't unlock yet. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe they cost a lot more than I thought, or something like that. I, I don't know, but like just based on what I'd spent. No, no, I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, you were talking last week about how you like the gear you unlock. You've got like drone hacks that you can unlock with tech points and gear you can unlock but you can only yep. select you can only take like one one weapon and one gadget or something like that so i just you can take two weapons if they've right. got the ability to take yep. two but generally it's like one piece of gear yep. and a weapon and i'm like hang on it's cookie time there you go yeah the thing i was saying last week was that it's um like You've basically got like open picking. It's like you're going into a storefront and everything is pretty similar, like similar in terms of price. Like this thing is $2 and this other thing here is $3 and this one is $2.50. And nothing is really out of reach for you, if you know what I mean. And so you get the thing that you want and there's no reason to buy anything else, even though you've got another 20 bucks on you. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. It's like... It's particularly exacerbated because I've been playing Spider-Man Miles Morales on the uh, PS5. And that does, like, it does, a, it's it's a well-thought-out progression system. You know, mm-hmm. like, I had, there was, there's a, there's a, oh, man, just give me a second. got to quickly check on the embargo for this fucking game because I keep getting really worried. I think you're okay. I'm going to fucking fuck it up. No, but there is there is stuff I'm not allowed to talk about. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, I know the embargo time, but I don't know what you can't talk about. Um, um, nah, it should be fine. Uh, there is a Spider Verse costume in the game, like uh, into the Spider Verse. They revealed that, yeah. Right. Uh, but I, I, there were, you know, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to talk about the process of unlocking it. Anyway, you can unlock it. Uh, and I massed all the, you know, there's two currencies in the game. There's like, uh, ability, like skill point, there's skill points, there's ability points, and there's like fucking tech points. Uh, there's, so three currencies, but skills and skill points, are in the skill tree only. And these other two currencies are what you use to unlock the suits, suit mods. It's just like Spider-Man on PS4, right? Hmm. Um, you can't like so I I went and grabbed all of the all of the points I needed all of the currencies that I needed but I couldn't unlock the into the spider verse until I reached level thirteen as well and so I needed to do multiple things and so I was directly directly incentivized to play through the story because my plan was to just fucking amass enough fucking points to 
to do to get the Spider Verse costume because that's what I really wanted. And I was <clears> like, in I was still in that Watchdogs Legion mentality where I'm like, well, I got the fucking currency, so like, I, yeah, I'll, yeah, you know, I'll just acquire the currency I need, and then I'm fucking Gucci baby. But no, they actually gated it properly in such a way that incentivizes you to play through the story because the story is the best way to mm. unlock levels and stuff. And it also does the thing that I was talking about last week where um, when you, like the Pokemon style mm. gameplay mechanics that it's got, it's where you're like collecting people. Yeah. Um, but... You kind of collect somebody, you've got an ability, and you can't do much with it other than use it on that one person. Yeah. And having played, uh, I'm not talking about Spider-Man Miles Morales, but having played Spider-Man, when you unlock suits in that game, you get abilities, and they're tied to that suit, but once you unlock the suit, you can then start mixing and matching suits and abilities. Like, it's not like you need to use this suit, and that's the ability you've got. And that's kind of the problem with Watchdog. It's like you get this character. It's like you need to use this disability, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, you can't like mix, mix and match things around, and so you become tied down to just sticking with the thing that works and not experimenting. Because once you start doing that, then um, th- there's not really a reason to do it at all. No, and and you wind up in this situation, the situation that I was in, where you just like you decide what you're going to use, or the situation that you were in. Decide what you're going to use based on the requirements of the task ahead. And so in your case, you use the spy all the time because it was the most efficient way to go through the missions. Uh, and at all times, I will argue, for the till the end of fucking time, until I hear a better fucking argument uh, in, in the contrary, it is unbelievably important to recognize that it is the game developers uh responsibility to directly and correctly incentivize players to play in ways that are outside of the most efficient that is always the game developers Hmm. responsibility it is not the players responsibility to Oh, well, you know, but you could have, oh, you know, you could have played as a grandma. You could have played the whole game through as a grandma. You know, you had the option. You had the the freedom to do that. That doesn't matter, right? Yes, I could have, right? But outside of setting those goals for myself, it is not the most efficient way to play it. And so Hmm. I'm not playing it wrong by not playing the entire thing through as a grandma. Right, because there's no incentive for you to play it that way. Exactly, you're making your own fun. Exactly, which is a thing we've talked about on yeah. here a lot. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. I was reading my um my uh, Friday the Thirteenth review recently because they've they've announced that um they are uh, decommissioning servers for that game and rolling back to peer to peer, and they're doing the last update. Yep. So like I, I just went back to look at that, and that was one of the things I talked about in that review, like. There's all these systems in that game that don't work unless you start making your own rules because they were just, at least at launch, they just they were just kind of broken. So there was all these things in there like, uh, was it Michael Myers? I can't remember the names anymore um, of all these characters. But like he could Jason, sort of teleport around and would just like blink in front of somebody and could just immediately kill them. And that was not fun. And so you end up with a situation where you end up playing with other friends and then sort of like making your own rules yep. and making it more fun. 
And that's kind of the same thing with a game like Watch Dogs. It's like, yeah, you can play it a specific way, but the game isn't really making it rewarding for you to do it that way. You're kind of just doing it because you can. Like I'm, like you said, I'm going to play it, Grandma. And, and it's that's actually, the problem. Like, and like Friday no the 13th versus Dead by Daylight is really interesting because Dead by Daylight correctly incentivizes you to play in the most interesting ways using the blood point system. It actually... Hmm. Well, the problem Dead by Daylight has, and the problem that I was trying to, uh, I guess, uh, alleviate with my review, uh, was that it's. I don't think it's communicated well. That that's the best way to play. Like it's. It, it is not only the most efficient way to play in a blood points uh, sense, but it's also the uh, the most fun way to play. You know, that's what mm. Dead by Daylight has done really well. Is married the most fun way to play with the most efficient way to play. That's why Friday the Thirteenth never appeared to do. Uh, and that's what Watch Dogs Legion doesn't do is marry those two methods together. You are never incentivized to do anything except for the most efficient method. And so I never switched off from my bare knuckle boxer. I mm. just, and like, or, you know, because he had what I needed. He had a construction drone he'd stolen somewhere and a fucking spider bot. That's it. That's all I need to unlock all the fucking <laughs> That's the win game. Right? Like, right yeah, that's my win condition. That's my path to victory. Like, what yeah. the fuck? The only thing you're missing in that case is, like, a silenced pistol, which yeah. you can't get from anywhere. Yeah, um, I'd have to find, like, a spy or some shit. Yeah. And it doesn't... It doesn't really matter, right? Like, yeah. the, the once, once you get out of that, like... I... You know, I was saying before, I killed that guy, uh, the the enforcer who was going to kill my boxer, right? Because uh, my chick, for whatever reason, my fashionista chick, for whatever reason, had a fucking AK. Um, mm. She was... There are a lot of reasons to pick her. She had some stuff. Uh, so I just walked into that fucking area uh, and, like, on the camera, I worked out who it was who needed to die the one enforcer who needed to die. And I blapped him in the fucking head and then I just ran, right? It didn't matter that I went loud, right? They called the cops. The Kelly gang was after me. They were like, you know, it was fucking popping off. Hey, I lost the cops in fucking, I don't know, 45 seconds? Not even that, right? The supercar certainly helped, but like, they never went above two stars. Two. Yeah. I, I never saw anything above two. Right? Like, I... As as the boxer, I, w I was literally wandering around, like, punching cops just to see what would happen. Like, and I'd beat them down and I'd knock them out because they'd pull out their truncheon and it wouldn't fucking matter because you just counter a hit, right? <laughs> and you just beat the shit out of these cops. And it doesn't matter. One star. And then, like, another cop car rolls up and they yeah. pull out their truncheon and you beat the shit out of that one. And it... I, th I think they only pull out the guns if you pull, pull out, out a gun. gun, right? Yeah, yeah. This is, it's not America. <laughs> I think you might want to pull out something, maybe a taser. If there's a dude, mm. a skinhead standing in the middle of the street, surrounded <laughs> by fucking laid out cops, you may want to pull Just out a fucking anything, <laughs> anything other than another truncheon. Yeah. Um, but it just wasn't difficult. Like, no, it's too simplistic to be difficult. There's not enough going on. There's not enough to manage. 
for it to pose an actual challenge. That's a huge problem. I love the game as a playground, as a sandbox experience. But even then, it's not deep enough to capture my attention for very long. You know? Like, I love driving around. I, I really, like, I'm so glad I picked the fashionista chick with her fucking supercar. Because... There's a real thrill in racing through a beautifully recreated London. It looks really nice. Um, it was a bit stuttery, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, it looks really nice. Uh, like the there's a there's a great art direction to it. You know the the I guess the juxtaposition between old London and new London is always there. And then there's that juxtaposition between the pristine London and this, uh, locked down, like authoritarian aesthetic. That's all there. Yeah. It sort of gives me like real children and men vibes. Like when they're, you know, at the start, when they're in the fucking, in the city itself and you're going around these, like this, you go from this weird, uh, sort of normal London and then these pristine areas and these super grimy areas mm. and all this kind of stuff. Like it does all of that really well. I think whoever did the art on that game should be fucking commended. They did a fucking good job, but yeah. there's some really good, like uh, RTX um, <clears throat> uh, screenshots and videos that are going around about how that game utilizes that stuff. Yeah. And it looks really nice. The problem is that um, like you're saying, the, the frame rate, is not spectacular in that game. It's not well optimized, even with like uh, switching on and off a bunch of those settings. Like I played around with that benchmarking tool quite a lot, even though yeah. I said last week, like it's one of the best I've seen. And I still stand by that. Yep. It's, um, it just seems like tweaking a lot of those settings doesn't really give you like huge gains or, or anything like that. And so um, I, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to get there once they start optimizing a bit more, but it, yeah, it's still a really great looking game, especially when you can start playing with those ray tracing settings and having like I saw one video going around and I don't know if you saw it, but it was like on the, the Bloom office and it had all these like hexagons oh, on yeah. the side panels of the window. Yeah. And the guy was on like a construction drone just moving from left to right. And the panels on this this side window are sort of um they're not flat, but they're kind of beveled a little bit and they're like they're uh, angled in different yeah. directions and it just looks really cool. Yeah, that is, that video is fucking phenomenal. Uh, and yeah, like I think, you know, like you were saying, it's not well optimized. I think we're going to see quite a bit of that this year. I think 2020 is- Especially with the uh, <laughs> the source code being released. That's oh uh, yeah. Someone's going to fix it, <laughs> whether it's the developers <laughs> yeah. or the modding community. That's a big, that's fucking huge. Yeah, it is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but no, I was more talking about, I think a lot of games are going to have that problem because they have to optimize for so many, like yeah. at this point, they're optimizing for Xbox One, Xbox One X, PlayStation Nine 4. platforms. PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah, exactly. It's a cyberpunk problem. The, the right? cyberpunk like, yeah. yeah. We're going to see that a lot. I think a lot of games are going to have optimization issues for a while. 
and uh yeah i do not think the launch of two new consoles next week is going to fucking help that um because yeah you know obviously covid has played a big role in, in that as well but yeah like when it looks good it looks good and that is about the best you can say about i i would i you know in another in another life where i was a real games journalist instead of the world's greatest games critic uh i would be digging deep into what the fuck went wrong with watchdogs legion because something something happened man something has to have happened here something has to have gone down for it to be what what is you know these are systems like you don't come up with these systems and then hamstring the fuck out of them right like mm. you don't come up you don't dream this big and then fucking put out something this milk toast like it's just it is so fucking shallow there's no way they they thought they would get away with this you know mm. yeah uh, which which is just kind of like I said last week. It makes me wonder what again. I'm not trying to be mean, but what they were doing for the five years of development to then get to a point where this game was supposed to come out early this year, and 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 is that what they did? They they delayed it because there were these systems. Well, someone in management at Ubisoft was like, "We can't have this in the game. You can't have permadeath in the game. What are you doing? That's crazy." Yeah. Um. And they were like, "Well, th- then that's what, when they started stripping a bunch of this stuff away." I'm speculating. I don't know if that's what's happened or uh, that might have not been it. Could have been a creative decision. It just wasn't working for whatever reason. But I just don't see like why you would create interesting systems that seem to be the main focus of the game and then completely side shift them to somewhere else. There is that one possibility, right? The the battlefield possibility where, you know, they... They worked really hard on Battlefield 3 or 4 to make mm. it so that... Uh, it must have been 4. Battlefield 4, they could have 200-player uh, servers, right? They uh, they went fucking ham trying to make it so Battlefield 4 would be able to have 200-player servers. And then they, uh, they play-tested it and it was there was too much it was too much chaos there was nobody was having fun like the four people who somehow managed to like work out what the fuck was going on they are having fun but there wasn't enough structure for the majority of people to actually enjoy a 200 player server and so for battlefield 4 they paired it back down to 64 players mm. and you know it was a f- in my opinion, a fucking phenomenal game. Uh, with was it four or three that had? Did they both have entirely unnecessary single player campaigns? I don't know. Possibly one of them definitely had a fine. completely pointless single player campaign. And the other one <clears throat> may yeah. have. Um, but yeah, like sixty four player. They like you know you get you do all the work. You come up with these fucking grand ideas. You get through it all, and then you get to the fucking. The finish line, you're like, but nobody wants this, right? That is a possibility with Watch Dogs Legion. Maybe they got to the but fucking- But everybody did want it. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. They showed it off and everyone's like, that's fucking cool. But everyone wants 200 player servers in Battlefield, right? 
Everyone wants yeah. that. But they don't know, like, you know, if you could, you could very easily show off an E3 fucking trailer with 200 players and people will be like, holy fuck, that is epic. That is fucking amazing, yeah. right? But then you actually play it and you fucking hate it. You know, it's... Yeah. That's that's the thing, right? Like, there is a chance. Well, I think that's what it... That's that's what it was, right? It was the 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 people that are playing it were then getting upset because they were spending time with these characters and then they would die. Yeah. Right? And so you're invested in this character that you've been using that has the skills that you want and then you fuck up and they're dead and they'd be like having a fit. Like, what the fuck? Like, what am I supposed to do now? And so they would quit. And I think that is what the problem was that was happening is you'd have mm. players that, that were doing... Um, not QA testing, um, but just sort of like just testing the game, getting people's feedback. Um, and that was the thing that was coming out of it, I think, is that people were not happy with losing their characters and having to start with something else. And, and that could just be a possibility of this whole like, there are these set archetypes that are like super, um, super characters, right? And you can yeah. only find them in certain parts. And I, I haven't tested this and I don't know, but what happens if that one dies? Does it respawn it somewhere else? Or is it reincarnated? Do you have to go find it or are they just gone? And I think that's the thing that, again, we're speculating, but maybe that's where the disconnect is, is people wanting to play a game, but then not wanting the permadeath in there because they're losing a character and not really. Um, and that's not the audience that Ubisoft wanted to go for. They wanted to go for a bit more casual. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That does only. Like, it only addresses part of the part of the problem with Watch Dogs Legion, though. You know, right? Like, there is, you know, the 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 shallowness doesn't get addressed by them chickening out on permadeath. You know, like, there's just this the the real depth of Watch Dogs Legion is why it is as shallow as it is. And I think that is, that's something that is going to take years to fucking find out. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, considering how much we've got to get through, um, yeah, let's we should on. probably move on from a game that we're never going to play again. Um, um, so are you going to keep playing it or are you, are you sort of done with Watch Dogs at this stage? I've got so much else going on. There's no way I go back to fucking Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah, maybe when the um the new patch comes out next month and they start putting co-op in and uh, multiplayer, we can jump in and mess around with that. Yeah, or not, or maybe not. No, I'm like uh, I, I I I'm very intrigued to see how it will work. But yeah, yeah. All right. Um, what else we got? What do you got, Luke? Um, I do have a few things here. Firstly, uh, just touch on um, maybe Sunset Overdrive really quickly. Uh, it's a Game Pass game. Um, uh, once again, Game Pass is really good. Check it out. <laughs> it gets you a, a, a lot of awesome games on the Xbox um, uh, infrastructure platform. And uh, Sunset Overdrive is a game that I never actually got around to playing. I did go to a preview of this back when they were showing it off. They had some developers out here from Insomniac mm-hmm. um, in Australia. And I did play it back then, but when it actually came out, I I missed it for whatever reason. Um, this is about six years ago. 
Did, did we ever talk about this game on here? I can't really remember. No, because I wasn't terribly interested in what I yeah. played at the previews. So yeah. I think it didn't get much um, play. So I saw it on the uh, Xbox Game Pass library the other day. And um, when I was installing Cardo, which I talked about last week. Yep. And so I quickly like jotted that down and noted it that I, I'd, I'd jump in there and check it out. So and I'm playing a couple hours of this over the last week. And um, yeah, like I said, it was released about six years ago by Insomniac. Mm. And um, f- from playing this game, you can really see, and I f- feel like um, Xbox may have screwed up a little bit by not acquiring <laughs> Insomniac. And obviously, PlayStation were the ones that ended up picking up Insomniac after they brought out uh, Marvel's Spider-Man mm. about two years back. And I'm, I say that because like the game, it's a little bit, dated but you can see so many interesting design choices in that game where you're like oh yeah this is this is a pretty cool um and the game i went look the game reviewed really well it was like an 80 something on mm. on metacritic um it just ended up missing it completely but you can really see the connection between that game and then what spider-man like ended up being like the foundation of sunset overdrive and i, and I don't know when um, I need to do the research, but I don't know when they started working on Spider-Man, but somebody at Sony must have seen Sunset and been like, that's our Spider-Man team. Because just the the way that the movement in that game works and uh, just the really interesting design choices and the way that uh, weapons and combat and the things you're doing is just really cool. Um, so for the main, main part, you're playing... It's basically this this city has been overrun by... Uh, like an energy drink that has been quickly rushed to market by a company. They didn't have time to test it. And it starts turning people into these abominable, like uh, zombie type creatures. And you've got to go around and basically shoot them. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. But there's this whole grinding mechanic that makes you move around really quickly throughout the environment and um, and jumping off of buildings and objects and launching yourself up really high from the ground and the idea is to keep on moving that way the these zombie-like creatures have a harder time of hitting you Um, because the moment that you are stationary on the ground you move really slowly and they can start to overwhelm you and uh, really get into your face Uh, and so yeah it just makes for this like really hyper stylized combat you you blow people up and sometimes it'll be like as they explode you see letters like it'll say like plop and as they're exploding and just like really stylized um uh just the way they sort of i i guess as a i don't know as designers design they're kind of showing you certain elements in the game where they're like oh here's here's like rather than just something die it's like it, it's doing it in a really cool way um which we don't see in i think as many games um yeah recently i just i don't know it just seemed like the art is really cool the combat is really fun um it's it's not taking itself anywhere near seriously as um like a marvel spider-man or anything like that it is a little bit jarring having the main character that i'm playing also be uh yuri lonthal who voices spider-man so they they do sound (laughs) a little bit similar um obviously he's using his own voice but you he's still he's still in character for this specific character in the game and yeah. at times you can hear him say things and you're like oh that's peter parker 
um, or, or that's um, Spider-Man. Uh, so yeah, there are moments in there where it kind of pulls you out a little bit because they're kind of, it's the same voice actor, but also the movement is very like bouncy and you can see animations that you're like, man, that looks like something that would be out of a Spider-Man game. And it, it'd be really interesting to go back and see if they were like, where was Spider-Man in their development when they were working on Sunset? Was that something that came afterwards or um, did they even look at Spider-Man in terms of movement while they're making Sunset Overdrive? Because it's just, there's so many things in there. You're like, oh yeah, that just is so interesting. Um, there's like a wall running ability that he does. And it's very similar to like when Spider-Man can run across the wall and he's, he like sticks his hand out and uses it to, uh, to like balance himself. It's just really strange seeing a game like that and uh, the connection between the two. So uh, whoever made that decision at Sony is... Hopefully they're making a lot of money because that was such a smart, a yeah. smart move. Um, runs really good on PC. Uh, no issues at all. Runs flawlessly. It's at, um, I'm using like a uh, mouse and keyboard. It, it's pretty lenient in terms of its. It's got like an auto aim system in the game um, yep. because there are so many things on the screen at once. You kind of just aim in the general direction and it'll show you what it's going to shoot at. And you just click the button a bunch. You can definitely switch it off if you want for a bit more hardcore experience but i don't think it's that type of game it's just very arcadey fun shooter fast paced type thing um so yeah if you haven't checked it out have a look it's on game pass i had a lot of fun when i was playing it and it's it's a cool little like time capsule into um a really big develop developer um that yeah. has taken off the last couple of years. So, and we'll we'll talk about Spider Man a bit later on. Um, but yeah, yeah that, that seems like a very big missed opportunity, unfortunately for for Microsoft. Um, yeah, it just anyway, gives me like a, I think my problem at the time was it felt very much like fucking, you know, the the Poochie pitch. You know, mm. Poochie the dog. You know, he's the original dog from hell. Is fucking uh badass he doesn't take no shit from anyone type fucking dealio and yeah just like i don't know i just didn't really gel with the attitude of it yeah i don't know i mean the the um the style of it is very much like that as well it's very over the top uh in your face a lot of stylized comedy that sort of thing um mm. And that, that could be something that just doesn't play for a lot of people, like the, the Borderlands crowd, people that don't like the humor of Borderlands. They're just not interested in playing a game like that. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's a hard game to um, sort of demo as well, I feel like. Because when yeah. I played it, it was it felt like to me, when I saw it at least, it was sort of this like wave-based encounter combat. Mm. And that is definitely in the game, sort of like setting up a defensive area and there's barricades and things and they sort of just send waves of zombies at you um but there's more there's more to it than that there's there's going out and exploring and doing collectibles and um escort escort missions and yeah all this sort of all this sort of stuff so i don't know it, it seems like a fun fun game uh just one that i missed and i thought i should check it out because i've never played it uh so yeah, nice. it was fun cool yep next up just quickly, uh, Dirt 5 is now oh, yeah. out. It's released. I got a code for this and uh, played a, again, very small, minute amount of time because it's only been released a couple hours ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
uh it's a it's a dirt rally racing game um where you're sort of unlocking all these events and it seems like there are maybe different types of racing events in the game i'm not really sure but there's definitely different types of vehicles and um i guess class types are there but i'm not sure about the the racing side if it's purely you racing against other vehicles or if there's going to be actual like time trial events and that sort of thing so i'm, I'm not too far into it um i've played maybe three three or four races and it's it's all been so far uh racing against other cars right um uh yeah playing on pc um using a controller it runs okay not great there's something going on with the frame rate in this game um and i think it's similar to whatever the heck happened with star wars squadrons but it's telling me it's running really really smooth mm. uh but there it's it's a bit hitchy uh and i i went on the the forums on steam and other people are saying there's something going on with the performance of the game it's they, right. it feels very stuttery yeah um, like it ain't smooth it's telling me it's running at like 90 uh fps if i if i jack everything up to like ultra it's it's running yeah between 80 or 90 it's not feeling 80 or 90 though it, it's feeling somewhere close to like 50 something um and so that seems to be something that other people are confirming as well so hopefully they can patch that out uh, but aside from that, like it's a really pretty game. I um, I tend to play my racing games as I don't know, like third person, I guess, like behind the car, watching the car move around. But this one, I don't know. I just feel like a um, if I'm gonna play a rally game, that I've got to be in in the, in the, the front seat with the, yeah. see the steering wheel and that sort of thing. And it looks it looks really cool. I, I just played a, a a race where it was raining. It was muddy. Uh, the the windscreen wipers are gone. It just looked really, uh, really pretty. Uh, and so, you know, I, other than that, I can't really talk about the gameplay elements. Like, how does it compare to Dirt Four? It's been a while since I've played some of those Dirt Dirt games. I think I missed Four. Yeah, um, I've definitely played a bunch of them, but um, I, I didn't play much of Four. If you're coming here to, yeah, if you're coming here to try and find out, well, what are the differences? I honestly don't know it feels really good as a racing game i had a lot of fun uh, i don't know like the, uh there's definitely time trial i don't you're talking about time trial like just racing against the clock or like those stage based time trials yeah, like, like um like classic colin yeah. mccray yeah, stage based or um, yeah this seems a bit more arcadey yeah yeah uh there's definitely time trials hmm. uh, i don't know about the stage based style you're talking about uh yeah. but yeah um we'll probably talk about that a bit next more next week uh anyway uh but yep. it is it looks it looks fucking pretty based on trailers that i've seen Wink. yeah yeah certainly uh, um so like i said i just want to quickly mention it that it's out yeah. um and if you are thinking about picking it up on bc uh maybe look at some of the specs because i've seen people in the thread saying like they've got like a 3080 and it's there's definitely something happened with the the frame rate in that game um, yeah. even though it's reporting one thing there's it's not like this it's not like it's stuttering it's just not it doesn't feel smooth something's mm. something's not right about it um and i think it could be uh, this is me guessing but having a look at the video options it's missing a lot of stuff that you'd expect in the game on pc like 
toggling on vsync or something like that and i've got a feeling that that could be where the problems are coming in there's there's some sort of setting in the config files of the game where um people with certain monitors and refresh rates aren't able to turn something off and that's conflicting with a couple of things and i think that's probably what's going on there because you can't I, i can't switch on or off vsync i usually switch off vsync because i don't need it i've got a g-sync monitor um and and when you've got that on that can start to cause problems on a monitor like mine where uh it doesn't need it on there so yeah that's that's my guess as to what's going on but i could be again i'm speculating uh but anyway that's how it it seems like a really cool i'm going to spend some time playing it some more this week so dope five is out right now Okay, so um, let's talk about Teardown quickly. This is a game that was on... It's on my wish list at the moment. Um, I nearly pulled the trigger on it, but I watched... I was watching someone play it on Twitch, and it looked mm. like it was the first level. It's the one that I've seen a, a bunch of. Um, yep. And I don't know, man. Like, I think it's a bit too early for me at this stage. It just... Um, maybe it just needs more, but... Do, do you want to kind of talk about it a bit? Like, what's your experience been in the game? I guess, it's what a, is it? It's a, it's a meme game. It's it's Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, you are a... Uh, you're a, dis, a destruction uh, expert. Yeah. Demolition expert. Uh, and um, things aren't going well for your business. And you get hired to do an increasingly... Um, increasingly insane... Uh, list of tasks and uh you solve these tasks the only way you know how using uh demolition and uh so it's it's like i think what powers it what made it like gave it its its meme status is that it's all voxel based and uh as a result everything in the game can be sort of uh demolished um provided you have the right tool for the job and it all works quite like without a hitch there's no you know it doesn't look great uh but it runs really well and there can be all kinds of explosions going on all at once uh and none of that impacts the performance and uh so it's it really rewards uh, excessive explosions. You know, it, it goes out of its way to incentivize you to, to explode shit as much as possible. So you wind up in these situations where your job might be to, I don't know, fucking... One of the earlier levels has you, uh, like, stealing these these cars, right? And so your job in that in that mission is to get two cars to a truck uh which will you know you'll take them away and but you if you if you want extra points i don't know what points are for but if you want extra points um you can also steal the ownership papers right and so you wind up with this like to to get the cars all you need to do is maybe smash down some gates and that requires i don't know like a fucking hammerer and a blowtorch right or you could grab there's a fucking backhoe next to you so you can just jump in a backhoe and fucking drive through the the gate right because it's not going to impact the car so you don't really care all that much right you just drive through the gate and it gets destroyed and like sort of wedged out does a little bit of destruction to the backhoe but 
doesn't destroy it, and you can drive through the rest of everything. Or you could, uh, like, grab a crane and, like, drive the crane over and lift the fucking car over somewhere or somewhere like that, right? Like, you've got all these options. Uh, And then when you want to steal the papers, you need to get into, you know, this, uh, this office. So maybe use a hammer to smash through the wall, right? Easy peasy. Or... You could just open the fucking door. Or you could light a fire and let the fire burn on the wall to open, like, to burn the wall down while you go and do other things, which means you don't have to really pay that much attention to it. Et cetera, et cetera. You could throw a fucking propane gas tank into the wall and explode a giant hole through it. Something like that, right? You've got all these options. And then as soon as you break the alarm chain on one of the cars, a countdown begins. You've got 60 seconds to get uh, both cars to the uh, exit and your papers to the exit and to get in your escape vehicle and get the fuck out. And if you take longer than 60 seconds, you fail. I think the problem that Teardown has is that that 60-second window, the stakes aren't... Like, it doesn't work as a stakes mechanism, right? Uh, a mechanism for for providing stakes. Because what mm. you wind up doing, what every level winds up being, is a, like, a multi-stage affair where first you analyze the layout, right? And then you set up uh, mm. your play and then you all you need to do is sort of complete the task right and if you've done the analyzing and the and the um setup correctly then the manual dexterity required to complete the task at the end isn't actually that large a challenge it's actually kind of like something that goes wrong yeah there's there's nothing else to it right like there's security at these locations but it's it's very passive. There's no actual. There's no people or anything. I well, to the level that I got to, I, I, before I stopped playing, like I didn't see any people, and uh, and that's I think that's a problem. You know, it reminds me a little bit of Rainbow Six, right? Because you've got it, it, it's very similar in that you've got similar stages. You've got your planning, your setup, and then your execution phase, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is that, like in Rainbow Six, especially as you know, uh, as the uh, game evolved and matured, uh, you know, I think back to Rogue Spear, right? There was quite a bit that could go wrong, right? Like you could very easily, if you knew exact timings, uh, like it's it's possible to do Rogue Spear in a way where like everyone fucking dies all at once, like some fucking hyper ninja shit, right? But most yeah. of the time, when you took out one person, another, like one of the AI would hear that and alter, and then you'd be forced to go loud or like, you know, your silenced weapons weren't perfectly silenced. And so you would mistakenly not take into account the exact range or the fucking, the layout of the level was such that, you know, you couldn't possibly have, have taken into account blah, 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 blah. 
or you know, Hitman's another good one, right? Like where the the planning and setup involves like you can map out the fucking the routes that everyone takes and it's very possible to do every you know you can silent assassin every fucking level and all this kind of stuff right and it's like once you get to that point it's actually quite simple but the the interesting thing there is that like you there's still dexterity checks uh in there you still need to like correctly hit your shots and stuff like that and that's the same with rainbow six and uh or you need to you know make it to a certain place within a certain window otherwise yeah the timing will be all fucked and you'll have to start again and like there is a dexterity challenge there there's nothing like that in in teardown and so it's just a 60 second countdown where half the time you finish with like 15 seconds left and you're like well that was not as actually tense as i thought it was going to be and Mm. like yeah, like it might take you a couple of, like the the only reason it might take you a couple of attempts is because the voxel based engine and the physics might wind up fucking you up, right? And if you do your setup correctly, even that won't be a problem. The like the the steal the cars one, I needed like four attempts on only because the solution I'd set up involved putting like a slanted like so. What I needed to do was I needed to steal a car from one location, steal another car from a, a different location, and then uh, and get these papers. But the papers were in a uh, in t- in two warehouses that were like across other sides of of the world from one one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of the and one of the cars was on a boat. And the other car was on a truck, so I moved the, the the cars. I moved the truck over next to where it would have to be, uh, where the car would need to be to succeed. Uh, so I just parked the truck next to my escape vehicle. Then I moved the boat over next to the escape vehicle, and then I created a path between the warehouse and the uh, dock office. And all I needed to do was jump on a boat and drive over, like, grab the papers from one place, jump on the boat, drive over to the other place, grab the papers from the other, and then drive two cars into the... And But as soon as you grab the first paper, the 60-second countdown begins. The only problem, the only, like, reason I fucked up was because my setup wasn't there. I was sort of, I, I don't know, I had, had jack of it. Uh, I had this fucking table... That was, I'd knocked the legs off one side and it was acting as a ramp. But for some reason, like, took me four attempts. The first three times that I did it, the table, like, something glitched out in the physics. And so the table would fall down through the truck. And so I no longer had my ramp upstairs. And, like, I'd have to start over until whatever physics-based shit was going on there. And that's just, like, it's just not that... I don't know, enchanting an idea to me. Like it, it, just, yeah. it boils it down into a situation where literally the only thing that can go wrong is the game fucking up. And I don't find that all that fun. You know, it is, I think the writing's pretty interesting, but yeah, I don't think it's worth grabbing. To be honest, it's, it's a meme game. Yeah. You play it, 
because people are playing it and stuff, you know. That's kind of what I was worried about when I when I watched that one video. It just seemed a bit too shallow. Like there wasn't a lot going on. Once the, I watched him do the the heist, it was kind of like, all right, but what's the like? Where's the challenge? There's, there's nothing really that is stopping you from just sitting there for forever. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> and technically just forever, right? If you if your setup period took fucking like three hours. Then yeah. sixty seconds, like yeah, like, there's no there's no reason for that to matter. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Remi- reminds me of like um, what was it called? Hard Space Shipbreaker, um, where I talked oh, yeah. about yep. your there's a giant ship and you're taking apart this ship, mm. but they give you a time limit on that. Like you can pull it apart and get to the pieces that you want to and dismantle it uh, within a certain time limit. And people can play it that way and they enjoy it. And I, I started to enjoy that game a lot more. But you mm. can also play that game as more like a chill thing where you yep. can take your time, slowly pull the ship apart and that sort of thing. And maybe that's what this game is missing is like some some, some something to speed you up a little bit or, or, you know, so that you can't just sit there and just work things out really quickly. Um, but then that becomes a problem of like, the there's levels right and so it's there's nothing to really stop you from um just reloading all the time and 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 that sort of thing unless the objectives are procedurally generated but i I don't think they are are they uh no they don't no yeah so yeah so anyway yeah um i will i mean the the engine seems really cool (laughs) yeah it's definitely uh an interesting uh experimental examination of what you can do with voxels and physics based engines and stuff like that yeah anyway moving on okay moving on um i have something interesting to talk about i played a video game developed by a polish studio that is set in a cyberpunk world job Um, oh my god he's what yeah, it's called Ghost Runner. Ah, it's not the bait and switch. I got gotcha. We've been boomed, people. <laughs> You've been boomed. Um, Ghost Runner is an action platforming game that, uh, like I said, it, it's set in this this cyberpunk uh, world, and you are this like cybernetic sort of robot thing that awakens and um, is talking to somebody. Yeah, that's in your ear and you're sort of awake now and having to realize who you are and what's going on and sort of discover this world. Uh, and I, like the, the game that I would sort of point to towards like a big inspiration for this would be a game like um, uh, either Mirror's Edge or uh, is probably the first one and then yeah. something like Titanfall um, in terms of its movement and what's going on. But for the most part, it is basically a an action platforming game where you are solving a series of puzzles and uh, trying to avoid enemies that can one-shot, basically one-shot you. Um, and uh, each time you get into a room, it, it, it is then about like, all right, how do I solve this? How do I get from point A to point B? Um, or it's generally like, how do I get from one side of the room, kill everybody, uh, and then that'll unlock the the gate for me to continue moving on. 
Um, uh, you, you as a ghost runner has a, a sword. That is your primary weapon. Um, that is what you use to dismantle people. The uh, enemy types that you come up against start off really basic, like a, you know, someone with a, a gun that kind of just shoots at you. Uh, and then it starts doing this really cool, like, drip feed of uh, different enemy types with different ways to interact with the environment. Because um, it starts off when you're sort of wall running and then jumping and then you can, like, lasso yourself onto certain objects and jump around. And it's very fast, fluid-based movement that feels really good. Uh, and the combat is extremely satisfying and then it's sort of just bundled up into this, like I said, like a puzzle game. It's about like solving, how do I solve this room and then move on to the next one. And it's super slick and fast. Um, it, like I said, it's a one shot kill. And the moment you die, it basically, you hit the button, it immediately respawns you back to the, to wherever it was you were in that room, the checkpoint system. Um, and off you go. You start it again. Very like Super Meat Boy-esque or... Uh, one of those games where it kind of just the, the thing about that game is like dying and learning about your mistakes and how to solve the puzzle and, and that's uh i could say that's probably another influence like a super, super meat boy type game yeah but in a first person action game mm -hmm. um man this game is really good i i can't recommend it enough it's uh um it's not expensive it's like 20 us at the moment um i'm not sure that is in australian close to 28 30 and runs amazing on pc mm. um it uses a lot of nvidia's rtx settings as well 4495 so got... oh really fuck me has it gone up maybe um, there was a sale on last week right maybe i thought i checked and it was 20 bucks the other day uh that could have been because of the sale though so um oh it's 29 anyway right. i think it's still worth it it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it runs runs amazing on PC. Uh, it's using a lot of the NVIDIA RTX features. So if you've got an RTX card, you can put on ray tracing. Um, it uses DLSS as well. Uh, looks fantastic. I, I think I'm 144 frames on, on my game. Doesn't drop at all. It's a, uh, yeah, really impressive, fun game. Like, I don't have... I don't know if I've got any criticisms of the game. Um the towards the end there's some jumping puzzles where i was like this feels a little bit like um maybe they didn't play test it as much as they could have right. uh and that had in relation to like jump pads launching me to somewhere where uh i wasn't hitting the mark like something right. i shouldn't yeah. hit properly um but it's just such a cool game like the environments th there's just so many different ways that you can complete these levels because you can pretty much fucking wall run on anything forever. <laughs> you kind of just run around the room and, and move really quickly. I, I haven't done it yet, but I want to go watch some speed runs of this because this is like the ultimate speed running game and yeah. while making it look fucking sick yeah. um, by just quickly dismantling the enemies on the screen and that sort of stuff. Uh, so that's something I want to do when I get some time because I haven't had a chance to. But like... I, I was sort of playing it as a game where, all right, I'm going to play a, a level. Um, some levels take, you know, 15, 20 minutes um, to get from, from one side to the other. And it's got a very, very lenient checkpoint system. So you could, um, you could basically kill everybody in the room 
and it'll checkpoint, but you might need to get to the exit gate. So it's not like if you fall and die off the edge, oh, you got to do the whole room again. It'll, you know, it'll be pretty good in terms of that stuff. So um, yeah. as you go from like room area to area, you're um, you're progressing through this level, and yeah, they only take about 20, 30 minutes. And so I was I was kind of playing it as a, oh, I'll play one level and then I'll jump off and do something else. And I do that, and I and I quit the game and then 15 minutes later i was like man i want to go jump in again and so i'd play another level and then i wouldn't quit i'd play the second level and then you know it was it was a game that i couldn't really as much as i wanted to um i couldn't really put it down because it was just so well done um and it just sort of came out of nowhere as well i saw some reviews last week when it was coming up and uh, i thankfully got in contact with the publisher and they sent me a review key for it so i was able to check it out um but yeah i i don't other than the some stuff towards the end i don't have many criticisms about it there's just it just so like the drip feed of content new stuff that is always being put into the game it's just done so well yeah um of like hey here's a new mechanic and here's a new enemy type and then here's two of them and then here's two of them and something else and the new mechanic we've given you and um there's a couple of abilities that the game uh, slowly gives you as well and, and that could be somewhere that they could improve on in terms of um as you go further and further into the game you're unlocking these abilities but it never felt like uh i, I was switching between them as uh as much as I could have, I kind of just picked one and was like, oh, this is one that seems pretty cool. I'll mm. just stick with that. Um, I, I never felt like it gave me an enemy type that was like, oh, you should consider using this ability on this enemy type. Um, there's definitely ways you can, but it, it's more of a like a sandbox thing where it's like, hey, you've got a new ability. If you want to use it, you can use it. It'll help you out. But also, here's a couple of other ones you can use as well. Um, I never felt really constrained by... Uh, the things it was trying to get me to do and being like, this is the way you need to solve it. And this is the one way you can do it. It was more like, there's seven ways you can solve this room and have fun. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, it's called Ghost Runner. It's out on on PC. I don't know if it's out on any other platforms. I haven't checked, but I feel like it might be. Um, It's out on everything, it looks like. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch um, at some stage, and then uh, it'll be coming out on Xbox Series X and S, including PlayStation 5 next year. So um, it's out on on current-gen consoles and PC right now. Uh, I would, like, yeah. If you like action games, sort of games where you die a lot, you're learning about um, how to solve puzzles, this is right up there for you. Uh, Super Meat Boy... If you yeah. like the um if you want a better movement system that was what was in mirror's edge like it just works so well here looks amazing the uh story is really fucking cool the voice acting is great um there's uh your character is always talking to a couple other characters in the game and uh just the like the the, the sound it just sounds really fucking cool um the guy that the, the this does the voice of it it's just gotta both of them have really cool voices um so yeah it's it's an awesome game it's it's really hard to pass up so there you go ghost runner is this on your radar at all was it on your radar did you hear about it yeah i played the demo back when it was on the spring summer sale and uh i've been 
waiting for it to come out. Uh, I did not get a code, although he did share the uh, request form with me. I didn't fucking do it because I had a bit on. But uh, I've requested one, so hopefully I can get a code. Otherwise, yeah, I'll probably buy it before the end of the year. It does look fucking awesome. And, uh, mm. yeah, I mean, my biggest problem with Mirror's Edge was the was always the precision of the... Um, like the movement system wasn't as precise as I, I felt it should be. Yeah. Like there was there was something lacking there. Um and yeah. If yeah, well, you and a lot of people are saying that this one just fucking kills it in that sense. Yeah. It it doesn't like it, it's not giving you um a lot of different movement ways to move in the game as it progresses you sort of get that wall running ability and jumping and uh there's boost pads and things that unlock and um the the like grapple that you can do but other than that it's not like there's not like you're not like unlocking different ways to to move around the the world it's more like different types and super super meat boy right like and yeah yeah like i think if if someone made a super meat boy with a uh where you occasionally jump somewhere and die when you shouldn't have, then people would fucking hate that too. And that's what happened to me in mm. Mirror's Edge. But I've always like really liked the idea, the concepts uh, of a uh, wall-running game. I fucking... Yeah. I was all over the fucking walls in Titanfall. I was fucking shredding cunts from places they couldn't even right. imagine how to get to. I love that shit. I love first-person yeah. platforming. Okay? And here it's that thing of... You start a level, you, you you can get to one where you like you die like two seconds and you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to do this? Yeah. And by the end of it, you're just doing like stuff you would see in a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like like it just looks so flawless and you you learn like where you should be and the timing of the jumps and uh the order of each person you should eliminate and that sort of thing. It just looks so cool mm. once you once you get through and um pull it off, even though you've died like a bunch every time you finish a level it's like here's how many times you die and it's like 65 you're like okay yeah like it didn't feel like 65 times because it's just so so quick right um to jump back in and because of that it allows you to experiment so much more um and if it's you know you're like i want to try this and see if this works there's no reason not to because it's just this the restart on it is, is so smooth and, and, and quick that you can just automatically try it like six times be like oh that's not working i'll try something else um yeah it's it's really good game i uh i recommend it to pretty much everybody i, I don't think i can't recommend it at this stage so yeah ghost runner um what else do we have here we got some next gen stuff coming up it's all next gen from here on out it would appear yeah. um Except for the news, I suppose. Um, all right, let's do it. Uh, we're going to start with some next-gen games. So right off the bat, I want to talk about how I'm not going to talk about um, Xbox Series X games. Uh, this is because... Uh, this, this is so fucking... This is desperately inside baseball. But... Um, the PlayStation clearly delineates between a PlayStation 4 game and a PlayStation 5 game. Uh, it's really, really obvious. And so you can tell if you've downloaded the 
PS4 version of Spider-Man Miles Morales or the PS5 version before you even boot into the game was I don't know unless I've fucking missed something it is way way tougher to tell uh, when you've done the same on an Xbox game and as far as I can tell to get the Xbox Series X version of a game uh, it needs a like specific patch and then smart delivery will like convert it basically or like straight up just replace it uh, but i can't work out if that's happened to any of my games yet um and i don't want to accidentally misrepresent uh any xbox games um so i'm only like so i'm only going to talk about one which is mm-hmm. Forza Horizon 4. It's the only one I'm 99% certain is the, the Xbox Series X upgraded. Um, because, yeah, uh, the rest of them... Like, I mean, I've been playing Destiny 2. Uh, I spoke about it last week, but I've been playing that on the Xbox Series X um, since I got it, since I got the Xbox mm-hmm. Series X, basically. And uh, it is flawless. Like, you will... Like, the... I don't want to talk about the fucking consoles just yet, but, like, the the setup uh, experience with the Xbox X is fucking, like, easy as shit. Like... Hmm. Like, fucking Crisco. You slide in, baby. Like, it's fucking crazy. But... So, I, I was playing Destiny 2, and I was playing with uh, Racy, uh he was uh, big noting, blowing his trumpet about how he's going to load in faster than me because uh, he he did uh, like you know obviously nothing. This is nothing on racy. It's not racy's fault by any circumstances. Uh, but he asked me, "Do I have a SSD installed in my Xbox One?" To which I answered, "Honestly, no." And then he was like, "Well, I'm going to load in a lot faster than you do because I have one installed in my Xbox One." And Destiny 2 loads really slow on Xbox. Smash Cut 2, I loaded him faster than him uh, on everything we did together because I was playing on an Xbox Series X, which has a not just a fucking SSD. It's got a fucking NVMe, NVMe. PCIe 4 SSD. Like, it's fucking... Speedy. It fucking loads fast. The difference between Destiny 2 on an Xbox One X with a regular hard drive and Destiny 2 on an Xbox Series X is literally minutes. Like, literally minutes. It is fucking crazy. Uh, that's a, like, that fucking experience, fucking phenomenal. But outside of that, uh, graphical adjustments haven't occurred to most of these games yet. They're all being delivered on the day because what's happening is like they're trying to squeeze the fucking most they can out of the opportunity to deliver the the Series X version. I mean, Destiny 2, I think, won't be delivered until fucking December or something, right? Like, yeah. So uh, Forza Horizon 4, I'm not going to talk about a lot because I've, I've basically only played it to... To have a look, and it looks fucking yeah. gorgeous. Like, there's zero question, right? These are these consoles are so much better 
than, than the last fucking generation of consoles. Like, so just much tech better. wise. Just from a pure tech. Yeah. They've, they've both got hardware based ray tracing, they've both got fucking way better uh, CPUs. Uh, they both actually have fucking independent GPUs as opposed to on board, which is what both the previous generation consoles did. I think every, mm-hmm. I think the Switch is the only one inexplicably to have independent GPU. Um, way more RAM uh, and the SSD technology can't be fucking overlooked. But Forza Horizon 4 runs fucking gorgeous, looks amazing. I mean, it's always looked amazing, but it, it uh, I will check. But uh, if you go to the YouTube, hopefully there will be some fucking video footage of it in action. Um, it won't look as good as it can because you're not rendering this in fucking 4K. Um, no, so or HDR. Just be, <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but it like you, you will be able to see the fucking difference. I don't think I could do a fucking direct comparison for you because, like I said, like the fucking Xbox. I don't think I can load into the Xbox One version of Forza now. I think I just have the Series X one. Whereas I believe I could like independently download the PS4 version of Miles Morales and on PS4 and like the PS4 version and the PS5 version, right? Mm -hmm. I I could. I haven't. Be forewarned. Uh, I'm I'm not doing it. I just don't give a fuck. Like... I don't know what that would prove. I've got no idea, but uh, I'm sure you'll be able to see it on Digital Foundry at yeah. fucking at midnight on Saturday. <laughs> um, I'm 100% certain someone's going to do that fucking comparison video. I have done Not one. yet, because they'll be doing benchmark tests and all that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. I've done one comparison video, and it's going to blow the fucking world away when they see it. It's going to blow the fucking world away. Mm. Um, but until then, you'll uh, yeah you'll have to head to Digital Foundry. I guarantee you, Digital Foundry did not think to do this game. But uh, anyway, um, so uh, games I played that I've never played before. The uh, first one is Astro Playroom, uh, which I've been calling Astro Boy Playroom for fucking so fucking long. But uh, it is not Astro Boy Playroom. It's got nothing to do with Astro Boy. It's also not called Astro Bot Playroom, which I also thought it might have been, but that's not it. Anyway, Astro Playroom, uh, I don't think it came installed on the PlayStation 5. I believe it installed itself once I connected to the internet on the PlayStation 5. But it does appear to be essentially the uh, PlayStation's Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Yeah. It's like the built-in. It is the built-in game. Built-in. If you yep. buy a PlayStation Five, you get you have this game. Um, yep. I do not know if anything. I don't think anything like that exists for Xbox. Um, not that this is. This is like comparison. Don't yeah. Don't get don't get it fucking don't get it twisted. This is not fucking Alex Kidd in Miracle World. This is not a complete game. Right, it is a very cute uh, platformer, mm. but it is 
it's a fucking showcase. It's a showcase of yeah. the dual sense control pad. Uh, yeah, uh, disguised as a very cute uh, platformer. Like it's it's not doing. You you're not. This is not going to get any fucking game of the year. It's not even going to be fucking considered in game of the year uh, votes. And I don't even think it's that great a demonstration of the power of the PlayStation Five because it didn't do anything that I thought was particularly uh, mind blowing in terms of like it doesn't. It's not like fucking uh, resource heavy enough to require the fucking processing power of the PlayStation Five or the phenomenal speeds of its io throughput or anything like that it is a fucking it's a platformer right it looks pretty it there's there's a fucking ray tracing jungle you've got like four different sections technically five but four different sections that you go through and each one is themed around some part of the playstation 5's new uh like hardware so you can go through like the ssd speedway the um, graphics jungle or something, the fucking uh, blah de blah, and the hoobity hoo. It doesn't fucking like they're all roughly the same in that I think they're a better showcase of the dual sense control pad than they are of the power of the PlayStation 5. Uh, it looks, don't give me, like it looks pretty and they've done a great job with the arts, but yeah. It's not like, it's not fucking crisis or some shit. You're not like going, mm. holy shit, look at the leaves and shit. You're like, okay, so uh, it's it's Donkey Kong. Uh, that's what dreams is for. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, as a showcase of the DualSense controller, it is fucking amazing. Uh, mm. Like, holy shit, man. This control pad is fucking nuts. Like... It feels, it's almost some VR shit and that I don't know if you'll believe it until you fucking use it. But like the first time you pick the thing up, it feels, it actually feels a bit like a Xbox controller. The first thing my wife said was like, that looks like an Xbox controller. And I'm like, well, hold on. It's, it's still got one superior feature, which is symmetrical fucking thumb pads, which will always be superior to the fucking janky half cock shit the Xbox has. But that is a fight that uh fight for another day. Uh but yeah, you pick it up, it's it's got heft. Uh hmm. it's not the uh the uh Jewel Shop 4 um was quite light by the end of its life cycle. I don't know if this one ever will be. There is a lot going on inside of this fucking control pad. And Astro yeah. Playroom does a great job of, of showing it all off. Like you've got it's got these fucking haptic feedback fucking triggers, right? And you've got this one level where you're like a, a gorilla, uh, really going for the Donkey Kong thing, a gorilla climbing a fucking wall. And it's similar to, remember QWOP? Remember QWOP mm, yeah. did a fucking a climbing man. version? Yeah, they did a climbing version called GURP. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it reminds me a lot of fucking GURP. Except, yeah, everything you do is based on the uh, motion control inside the control pad and the triggers. And so you mm. you tilt the controller forward, that makes the gorilla reach up, and then you grab with your right thumbstick, and he'll grab the fucking thing. 
right? And you eventually get to a point where you need to like very slightly hold the trigger, like very slightly. And if you go too far, you immediately, like when you're going too far, you feel the feedback. And if you push through that feedback and it feels mm. like you are crunching through something, the handhold snaps off and you would you would fall and you can f like like i said it's like vr right it's very difficult to fucking describe uh because yeah. it just sounds like oh yeah cool man yeah so the, the the controller's hard to hold or some shit like nobody fucking cares but like in practice your hmm. your mind starts spinning you like all the fucking ways that you could use it one thing nate was talking about was uh the idea of like haptic feedback uh like sensors that, that they use apparently in some like guns will have like different levels if you just barely touch the trigger it's single fire if you middle pull the trigger on a gun on this on this gun it's burst fire and if you hold it down uh and, and it's got different like pressure uh sensitive yeah. like burst fire full auto and single fire options built into the function of the gun itself and that'd be fucking that'd be something else right like imagine like racing games yeah especially for racing games it's going to be fucking huge for racing games um feeling like the the give and uh, and take of of a brake pedal as it starts to fucking fail and shit uh yeah. or as as like the abs struggles against you um like that's gonna be fucking something else or you know traction control uh trying to stop you from hammering your fucking foot all the way to the floor and stuff you know that's gonna yeah. be fucking out of i can't wait to see that shit so uh, yeah. uh there's one other game here you can talk about but um have you had that experience with any other or even spider-man or any other other games that you've played like the same sort of thing where you're like oh this is this feels weird where it's like changing your experience or is astro's playroom the only one where you're like okay yeah i get it like have you seen it in spider-man is i guess what i'm saying so the haptic feedback on the triggers i have not yeah. seen it in, in spider-man uh not in right. any noticeable way but uh it does have uh i remember the big deal with the switch was those uh you know it's it's many gyros to make it feel yeah. like it yeah you can feel the ball that ball test they had the ball in the yeah the exactly you had to guess how many balls and then that was a game <laughs> that was a that was a whole game um i think you could probably do that with this this control pad on the playstation yeah, but you how feel many balls that. are in your control pad oh there's so many balls it's balls deep um <laughs> i think you could do that with miles morales i, I yeah I, I don't think they haven't done the haptic th feedback thing but um yeah the rumble technology has, has ratcheted up a notch uh and that's ratcheted and clank no no not yet um but yeah uh anyway Astro, like anyone who gets a playstation 5 and that's not that fucking many people that's a yeah all eight of you yeah um <laughs> definitely play astro playroom i mean i i found myself going through it and it is the the one thing it showcased of the playstation 5 tech that was outside of the fucking controller was that hint system that thing is going to be a fucking game changer man uh i found on my own every single puzzle piece uh because 
Astro has you like going around these levels over and over again, trying to find all these puzzle pieces and all these artifacts. I found them all on my own, except for one. And it fucking stumped me. I was like full fucking... It was on the very first level, which makes it feel even worse. But then yeah. I'm like, hang on. I press the home button. And there it is. And like right at the home button, it's like you've got... Uh, I think it was like 86% of this this level done. And otherwise you have like 100% of this level, 100% of this level, 100% of 86% of this one. And I clicked on it and it was it, like you click through to the hint system and it just plays a picture in picture video to show you where to go. And it, it didn't show me the puzzle piece. It just sort of showed me, it gave me a hint. And that was fucking cool as shit, man. Yeah, like. That's cool. Uh, yeah, the, the way that's going to work. Like, you don't want to know the solution. You just want to be guided in the right direction. Just, just yeah, just tilt me in the right. I feel like I've been everywhere. Uh, it was, yeah, I don't know. People are going to find it easier, and I feel like a fucking idiot. But, uh, yeah, that's really cool. And I can't wait to see how it works for games like Demon's Souls and stuff. It's going to be something else, man. Um, yeah, otherwise, Astro... Playroom is basically just like a, it's a love letter to PlayStation throughout the years. Uh, you, you're constantly like seeing all these, like the, the, the other little bots are like filming these scenes and it's, there's something nostalgically fun about like trying to work out what fucking game they're trying to represent, you know, oh, this guy who pops out from underneath a cardboard box is obviously Solid Snake, right? Uh, but this little guy who's uh, popping out of a fucking coffin, I don't know if he's like hmm. fucking, is he Legacy of Kane or Castlevania or what? I don't know. But like, you sort of like, you stand there for a little bit studying it. And you stand there for a little bit studying all the little details about how, you know, how they made the Nathan Drake bot look more like Nathan Drake and all these like little, little things. And it's, it is like a bunch of, yeah, like fun nods to games from, uh, PlayStation's history. When you get all the, um, when you get all the puzzle pieces and artifacts from the snow level, uh, it like the achievement you get is called like, cool hoarders and stuff like that and it's like i don't know i've had every single playstation console uh it's right it's a fun reminder of yeah. the history of the uh the system you know of of the franchise i suppose um and yeah it's just i don't know there's something warming the artifacts you collect are um the consoles themselves like every single bit of fucking kit the um the sony like computer entertainment has ever put out you can find like fucking everything from playstation ones through to fucking like the weird lcd tv screen yeah. they released that snapped onto the lid of that tiny playstation they did and stuff like that psps psvs uh vitas and like all that kind of stuff. Like you find all that shit. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's just a, uh, but it's it's not a complete game, and it is p 
pure fan service. There's no question. Yeah. Like it's it's not going too ham on this shit. It is just a showcase of PlayStation. And it does a good job. I think they did a good job with it. Um, but yeah. I'm anyway. going to go and, and put this out there that I think Astro's Playroom is going to be one of the best-selling games um, <laughs> in the last decade. I think I think you that is probably a safe bet. Uh, yeah, the old uh, Wii Sports. Play. Yeah, Wii. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's going to be one of the best. Certainly, certainly. It will probably be the best-selling next-gen game of 2020. I would wager. You'd assume, right? Because Uh, everybody's getting one, unless they decide to pull it out um, (laughs) at some stage. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. Anyway. uh, That's cool. Uh, Another game. So I I finished Astro Playroom. Uh, Is it one? uh, No. I uh, I was joking that um, I had technically finished every next-gen game that I had in my possession on the day that I received the PlayStation 5. Um, Because at that point, I didn't have this other game, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I mean, the... the, Straight off the bat, if you enjoyed Spider-Man the PS4 Spider-Man game, you're going to fucking love Miles Morales, I think. Uh, it is, like, significantly better looking. Um, it's the sense of speed that I was missing uh, is there. It's there on, on Miles Morales on PS5. Right. Uh, so so you're playing it on the 60 frames per second, not the... Nope. There's two modes, right? Yeah, there's two, there's performance mode and graphics mode. I don't know what the fuck they're called. Um, I play it on looking pretty mode. It's still there. It's looking okay. fucking gorgeous and it is playing fucking well. Um, yeah, I don't think... Like, I think what they've done is... Uh, like, they've definitely represented speed a lot better. Um, so that it doesn't matter. Like, the performance and the speed they're not inextricably linked i think they were like the limitation of performance is why the speed was what it was but the reality is even on like regular fucking even on pretty mode right the the what slowed down the spider-man on ps4 wasn't the fucking graphics hardware or the cpu it was the fucking hard drive right uh that's what that's what limited it and the high drive is the high drive in the ps4 is fucking belting uh no matter what fucking mode you put it on it's it, you don't need to yeah like you can get however many frames you fucking want but the hard drive is still doing hard drive things hmm. so uh yeah uh the sensor speed is 100 percent uh there when i felt it wasn't on the on the ps4 version um but yeah it also looks gorgeous uh you you've got those uh ray tracing subtleties like uh having a fight in in front of a windowed mirror uh has the illusion of there being more guys than there really are because you can see their fucking reflections and stuff like that and you can it's not until you notice your own reflection 
that you realize that it's, you know, there's, there's not that many people, um, which is fucking like trippy the first time it, it happens. Uh, it's not like, it, like the game doesn't put you in scenarios where, you know, it's not like you're doing, having fights in a hall of mirrors or some shit, like you're fucking John Wick or some shit. It's just like happenstance. You happen to be having a fight in a, like on top of a fucking building that is uh, surrounded by mirror glass. Uh, yeah, mirrored glass. And it just fucking happens. You glance over. It's not strong. It's not like, don't get me the wrong. It's not like those fucking videos of Watch Dogs Legion or some shit. It's a much more mm. muted version of ray tracing, but it's still there. And it's still fucking awesome when you see it in the action. And, uh, you know, the, the city itself just looks fucking pretty everything looks prettier uh yeah you just fucking tear through it uh at a insane pace until you get to where you want to go and it feels like as a result it, you you're more heavily incentivized to to experiment with uh like routes and stuff i, I found myself by the end of spider-man just sort of taking the direct route uh because I remember, you know, even then, it was often faster to just swing somewhere than it was to try to fucking. Could you fast travel in Spider-Man PS4? I yeah, remember. you could. I, I never I just, used it. Yeah, you never used it because except when I played it the second time, <laughs> right? But it did it did such a good job of being like, hey, you can go from point A to point B, but there's all this other stuff around you that you can swing, yep. like detour. And so mm-hmm. I never used fast travel at all in that game because it was just so well paced. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't feel like it was that much faster, right? In this, fast travel is like fucking near instant. It is fucking ridiculous. But you still don't use it because you wind up like because swinging places the only time I use it is when I'm at like your uh Miles' home is now in Harlem. Mm-hmm. And there are some times where you got to go to the fucking bottom of Manhattan. You're like, well, fuck that. Uh, I could swing all the way there, but no, I'm going to fucking, I'm just going to zip down to the fucking lower most fast travel point because why not? Because it mm-hmm. like, and it, it is like in that case, it's literally a difference of minutes. Like you would, you fast travel like, and you're there in seconds. Spider-Man was pretty quick. It was like 15 seconds, maybe. Right. Um, yeah, but like in this, you could literally, you could you could be at one fucking train stop and you would still, it would still be faster to fucking fast travel to the next train stop than it would be to swing over there despite how much faster it feels for you to swing. Like hmm. it, it is ludicrous. It's not that big a deal, but... It is what it is. Um, and yeah, you like, you get to spread your wings as Miles Morales, Spider Man, like fucking flex your spider muscles and see what you're capable of. Um, it's uh, the start of the game sort of has you hanging out with uh, Peter Parker, Spider Man, for a little bit. And then he goes away on holiday with MJ and leaves New York to you. And uh, it turns into, you know, you're the 
only Spider-Man, but there's also a bit of a, like a imposter syndrome situation where uh, he's, you know, uh, reckoning with the idea that he's not the real Spider-Man and New York doesn't necessarily treat him like he's the real Spider-Man and over mm. the course of the game and as he sort of protects New York or Manhattan from um, the villains, which I believe I'm not allowed to go into, or it's just better if I don't really talk about them. Uh, easier if I don't talk about yeah. them all that much. Um, but as you protect them from the villains, uh, yeah, he uh, he gets cred as this as at least a spider-man if not the spider-man which is cool uh and yeah like he feels a lot younger than uh peter parker did as as spider-man and uh i think they lean into that a little bit more there's i think there's quite a bit of influence from enter the spider into the spider-verse um in in that you know i think that might have defined Miles Morales as a Spider-Man um, in popular culture. So, you know, he's a, he's a dork and he's got dorky friends, but mm. he, you know, he, he loves his, his music and uh, his street culture and all that kind of stuff. And you get a lot of that out of this game. Uh, and at the same time, he's, you know, slowly discovering that he has powers that Peter Parker doesn't and he's working out how to use those powers to his advantage and it's pretty cool. I mean, they've managed to yeah. uh, like ratchet things up a, a, a notch. Uh, the stakes feel higher because he's younger, but uh, at the same time, he, he technically, he's technically more powerful than Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He's got more in his arsenal and so, uh, yeah, while the stakes feel higher, you feel actually like more capable of handling them. Um, yeah. like, like Spider-Man PS4, I think Miles Morales, uh, like it falls into, uh, a bit of a trap in that, um, stealth winds up being overly powerful. The AI isn't really smart enough to deal with uh spidey stealthing his way through an area mm -hmm. and like yeah there's absolutely like i mean fucking miles morales can go invisible so yeah. you're even more equipped to lean heavily into that uh, yeah it wasn't that difficult the last time it was doing takedowns from the ceiling or like shooting exactly. your web to on a a bucket or something and making a noise and distracting one person and taking them down. Like that's pretty much what the stealth was sort of contained to, which was yeah. ceiling takedowns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you wind up, not only is that even easier this time, it's fucking mm. uh, like, it's a little bit more tedious because it feels like to up the stakes uh, of Miles being more adept at combat, they've increased the amount of people he takes on. So he fights more people, but because he's yeah. able to fucking area of effect electrify cunts, but like all it winds up being like doing, if you're stealthing it is 
it's a bit more tedious. <laughs> like you're like, well, okay, yeah. so I gotta I gotta still take out six more cunts. And you wind up in situations where you're just like, well, you know what? Fuck it. It's just more expedient if I just fucking I was like, I don't know, this 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 challenge, like the they the the challenge is to stealth take down three people, so I'm gonna take down still take down three people. And I'm just gonna jump into the middle of them and beat the fuck out of the rest of them because who has the fucking yeah. time? Web takedown, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we forced into a bit of that bad habit, but yeah, otherwise, I you know, that's a that's a question of personal incentives. I do stealth mm. takedowns on an entire area because I want to see if I can do it, and then when I realize yeah. that it took me about twenty minutes longer than it should have, I never do it again. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, yeah, it looks better. I, it plays better. Loads better. I don't know, man. Um, so, um, the, the, I mean, they've been pretty open about the, um, the length of this game being more in line with like a, uh, uh, what was it? Uncharted Lost Legacy? Was that what it's called? Um, yeah. Where, where they're saying it's going to be about half the playtime or half the campaign. Is that sort of where you're feeling? Like a six, seven hour main campaign? Yeah, so I haven't finished it yet, um, but I am getting the feeling that I am uh, probably in the final act at this point. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm about six hours in. I've been fucking around a bunch. Um, like I was saying earlier, I was specifically trying to get the into the Spider-Verse costume, uh, yeah. spider suit. Um, I spent a bunch of time trying to do that before realizing that... Um, I should have been doing the story missions and I would have earned that that currency more organically anyway, uh, which was a mistake, but it didn't really matter. Uh, I would have, I probably would have done a bunch of what I did anyway because it's just fun. Like, it's so weird going from Watch Dogs Legion to this because, like, it's such a stark difference between me like fucking floating about on a construction bot and then throwing a spider bot and then grabbing a thing in the most efficient way possible, whereas mm. the most efficient way possible... Like, these these could be identical fucking games, right? If if Legion was based in New York, you, like, the... Oh, my God. It, it'd be really hard to fucking ignore. But, like... The most efficient way to do it is Spider-Man, right? They're both both of these things are on a rooftop somewhere, and the most efficient way to do it is Spider-Man is to fucking web swing at fucking four hundred kilometers an hour between an alleyway and fling yourself upwards, do a fucking trick because you earn a bit of fucking uh, electric That's power, cool. and then fucking uh, like zip over land. Yeah. belt the fuck out of some dude and then open the fucking wall to get to what you want. Like, it is crazy how much more... Like, they're the same fucking thing. I'm doing the same fucking thing. I'm going around the fucking yeah. map, grabbing all the fucking collectibles before I do anything at all, and yet one of them is explicitly boring and the other one is a fucking joy to do. And, the, yeah. like, the difference is fucking out of control. Like, yeah. One of them's actually fun to play because it's constructed to be fun to play. And the other one is yeah, 
something like yeah easily the most efficient way to do it and mind-numbingly tedious i think that's why you saw a lot of people plan on spider-man is because they did such a good job of making it fun to do all this stuff (laughs) right holy shit man like yeah it is it yeah it's just weird to go from Watch Dogs Legion to to this mm. game because they they bear superficially bear quite a lot in common, and yet it is way better to do it in Spider Man. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to, to say about Spider Man. I mean, yeah, we might we might talk about it more once we once can for it. spoilers. Yeah, uh, yeah. Once you've played it, we'll go back into it, I think. Um, I, I'm definitely going to finish it. Uh, I doubt I platinum it once again. Uh, I'll probably find myself distracted by other shiny things before I get to. But um, I remember with Spider-Man PS4, my intention was I was going to platinum it because if yeah, it just felt like so a lot close. of fun to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the only game of platinum. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, anything else to add about the PlayStation thing you want to talk about? Yeah, so about the... I mean, yeah, about the consoles themselves. I mean, they're... It's tricky. I'll... Like I said, you can go on the gapodcast.com and read all of my thoughts in depth. Uh, but I'm also, I'm also going to put together... I've got a piece to answer the eternal Baz question. Xbox versus PS5 right versus jaguar versus jaguar uh and obviously jaguar wins because it has the coolest fucking name but outside of that uh if you can get past naming aesthetic um and you do i do like the yeah the problem i feel that the xbox has uh sorry yeah xbox versus ps5 i would pick ps5 um the problem i think the xbox has is that it doesn't sell itself very well I don't think it's it's not. You plug in if you were to plug in an Xbox uh, on one HDMI channel, an Xbox One uh, X on one HDMI channel, and an Xbox Series X on another HDMI channel, and you switch between the two, you wouldn't immediately know which one was which. I don't think you could immediately tell which one was which. You fucking know when you're on the PlayStation Five versus the PlayStation Four. Uh, they've significantly improve the ui between the yeah. two uh but unless like unless your series x is loading into uh I, like you know unless you're at some particularly pretty location in forza horizon 4 um on both the xbox and the, sorry the the one the xbone x and the xbox sex uh yeah unless you're at that location and you can directly showcase the difference in visual fidelity, like you're not going to be able to tell. And I think that's a huge problem, right? The Xbox controller is, like I said last week, it is objectively better. It is a significant upgrade in terms of controls. uh, And I vastly prefer it um, to the Xbox One controller. That's it. Admitting upfront that I've never had a fucking elite controller. Uh, But compared to the, the default xbox controller uh oh the xbox fucking man naming conventions holy shit 
I loathe the series X. Um, the sex. Okay, that's it. From now on, going back to calling it the sex. Um, yeah, the Xbox Sex uh, control pad is. Yeah, it's definitely better than the One X control pad or the One control pad, but it isn't that different. It's not. It's it's just a better version of the same thing. Uh, the Dual Sense on the PlayStation Five is a revolution. Like he said, I don't know if fucking games are going to use half of what it does, especially the first because party games. First party games definitely will. Yeah, when, if, yeah. when was the last time you used the touchpad on the uh, on a game? Other than right? that's not a except for, game. Um, as, as, except as a like select button, right? Um, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, like most games aren't going to use it all that much. But I don't think it takes that much to to fiddle with your uh, rumble to get the most out of the rumble sensors in the dual sense. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think it'll be that much extra work. Nobody, yeah, probably nobody's going to use the trigger sheet all that much except for first party games, but most people will use the fucking rumble, I think, because uh, a lot of games do it when they port over to the Switch, right? Like, yeah, I, like the dual sense is actual next gen hardware. It feels like a... Feels like something different, and Astro Playroom is something to showcase everything it does well. Everything the PlayStation Five does well, you know, like the UI looks different. Like, yeah, Miles Morales is better. It's right there. You can it, you can see it. It's a better game because of the PS Five. And I don't think the Xbox Series X does a great job of showcasing why it's it's a better console. It just sort of feels like, right, like when you look at the specs, right, the difference between uh, even the, the One X and the Sex, right, mm. is multiple generations. Like... Fucking four generations of graphics card, right? Of difference. Significant difference, right? It is like going from a 980 to a 3080, right? Or I guess whatever the fucking AMT equivalent would be, right? And that is a huge fucking leap, man. Like, that is a big fucking deal. Uh, the Series X is a belting piece of kit. Is fucking awesome. Uh, but you it, it it's like I don't know. It, it it's like if you fucking plugged a new graphics card in to your computer. Hmm. Right? It's still your same computer. It's still got all your fucking bloatware and all your fucking BSODs that I can't seem to fucking solve and all that kind of shit. Like yeah, it's the same fucking... It's, it feels like the same... It's the Xbox, right? And yeah. uh, maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe that's why they called it a fucking Series X. And maybe that's why I can't stop just calling it a fucking Xbox. Even though it's driving me fucking crazy. Because I'm trying to differentiate between fucking... A decade's worth of fucking consoles. 
But yeah, it's it feels like more of the same. It's not. And you can tell as soon as you're fucking playing it, right? But if you took a fucking picture, right, of a screen, you wouldn't immediately know. And that's hmm. a problem, I think. That is a big problem that Xbox has. Yeah. Uh, and especially when you start getting, I mean, it's not going to be a problem this year, but next year, I mean, it could have been a problem this year, but the whole, hmm. like, people going into stores that don't really know about what they're buying and being like, oh, I want the Xbox. And there's the Xbox One, there's the Xbox One X, there's the Xbox One S, yeah. and now there's the Xbox Series X and S. <laughs> like, people not really knowing what they should be buying and yeah yeah it's just a weird naming convention that's uh playstation hasn't had a problem with because they keep going numerical and now it's the five <laughs> like people know what they're gonna get so yeah i can see that as an issue yeah um even like even outside even if that wasn't an issue i think i'd still go for the playstation 5 because it's got some fucking it's got some games Mm. It's got some next-gen only games, right? Admittedly, Miles Morales is coming out on PS4. Um, but, you know, it's it's here. Demon Souls is is coming, you know? Like, it's got yeah. something to play on launch day. The problem I have with the question is that it's a fucking moot point at the end of the day, right? It's a, it is a moot point until fucking... I've heard estimates, best estimates, of May next year. Like, Xbox versus, like, Xbox X versus PS5? On what? On November, uh, let's say November 12, right? When you could ostensibly buy them both? Which one should you buy? It doesn't fucking matter if you didn't jump in feet first two months ago right like it's it's a it's academic right and come may next year the landscape may have changed i don't know if it will have changed all that much but it may have changed to the point where there's something some killer fucking app i wouldn't say that demon souls and miles morales or whatever the fuck i wouldn't say that they are killer apps on playstation Unless, except in the situation where the other, like, if you had a fucking, if you had a underground bare-knuckle boxing fight and one side didn't put in a fighter, then yeah, the fucking Astro Playroom would win that fight as the killer app, right? And the problem is that, like, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X have fucking basically identical hardware basically identical hardware like the difference between the fucking series x and the playstation 5 is measured in is is measured the same way like as if you bought a fucking gigabyte graphics card versus a fucking asus one like it's it's not meaningful enough to have a real impact, you know? Mm. I don't think it's meaningful enough that you could say, oh, yeah, okay, the, you know, the Xbox X doesn't have any games yet, but when it does, or, but, you know, 
the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox X both have the same next generation games. They both have Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, playable with all its next gen glory at launch. Um, But you would go with the Xbox because it's going to look better. You're not going to see that. It's not going to render out that way. They're so fucking similar that it's not it's not going to play out that way. You wind up in a situation where, yeah, f- from my opinion, but my my opinion is like, well, you know, it's tainted. It's it's biased towards the fact that I was obviously lucky and privileged enough to get both of these consoles uh, given to me um, as review units, right? So first of all, I don't have to spend what would be uh, fifteen hundred fucking dollars to to buy them both, right? So I can be all like, well, you can just get either, <laughs> right? That's the first thing. The second thing is I will always prefer whichever uh, whichever console lets me play the games I can't play somewhere else, right? The third thing is I don't like the the games that are on both platforms are invariably on PC and I have a good PC. I mean, technically, in this office right now, my PC is the third most powerful piece of hardware. Because <laughs> uh, I never at got a stage. fuck. Yeah, at this point, because I never got my 30 series card, which I think is a delicious piece of irony, but, like, it is what it is. Um, like, theoretically, I, I was supposed to have, like, it, w- it would have been dwarfed by... Uh, the the consoles would have been dwarfed by the PC in in this office. It didn't happen. Yeah. But, but then like, the games. It's the games. Like you can't play Spider Man Miles Morales on your PC. Exactly. Exactly. But I could play Watch Dogs, or I could play Assassin's Creed, or I could play Destiny, or Forza Horizon Four, and all. I could play all these games on PC. So my my opinion's tainted by that again. And then I've got Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, um, and like, yeah. so straight off the bat, like the question of, oh, well, what games are you going to play on the Xbox? Well, you've got actually a fucking really impressive library of Xbox games straight away. And they are optimizing a fuck ton of them for Xbox. Mm. So you wind up, well, yeah, like maybe you get the Xbox cause you, you've got Xbox game pass ultimate for, if you buy it for PC, um, it, it only needs to be fucking. Was it? I think I redid the fucking maths, and it's like three full price games a year, and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate still, still flattens out, still winds up being worth it, and that doesn't count. Like, and and that's including other little indie games that you might not ever try uh, if you didn't have Game Pass Ultimate. So, like. If you've bought into that for PC, maybe the fucking Xbox is your fucking is your best bet, right? Maybe the Series yeah. X is your best bet because A, you get a fucking really powerful fucking console, uh, and you you get access to like yeah, in May next year, you get access to theoretically Halo Infinite if it doesn't get fucking delayed until 2022. Or who fucking knows? Or maybe it's the only way you get to play fucking Cyberpunk with ray tracing, which is currently what is happening. I was, I should have been playing that on my PC, but at this point, I'll be playing it on fucking probably Xbox at this rate. Like, yeah, it's, 
It is such a tricky fucking question because they're so fucking similar from a hardware perspective. And so it only comes down to intangibles. It only comes down to these subjective things. I want to play a Demon's Souls game. If you don't give a fuck about Souls games, then I'm not sure that the PlayStation 5 is really doing all that much for you. Uh, Miles Morales is fucking awesome. Um, But it is, like you said, it it is a shortened experience. Uh, Like Astro playroom took me fucking five hours to collect everything in like yeah yeah playstation has games but they only win that fight because the xbox doesn't really it's it's such a goofy fucking tricky uh thing to to dance around uh I like if you if you manage to secure a pre-order for either of them, you're you're gonna fucking love it, right? Like, especially if you don't have a 4K like a computer that can play games in 4K, you're gonna fucking love this thing. There's no way in hell that you're gonna experience 4K 120 frames because I don't fucking know of a T. I don't I don't have a TV that can do it. I don't like. I don't think I don't my TV a, does it, and I. It's about a year old, my TV. (laughs) I've been looking and like you have to outlay a serious chunk of change to get Mm. a 4K 2.1. Like like fucking, even if my TV was capable of the refresh rate required, it wouldn't be able to do it because then I have fucking HDMI 2.1. Like you can can barely find fucking monitors with HDMI 2.1. It is out of control. Uh, like this, this is some future proof shit. It's, you're not going to see the full power of this shit for a while. At the same time, you are going to see glorious 4k ray tracing, hardware based ray tracing, um, on your fucking television. And yeah, like if you were to put, uh, an Xbox one X game and a series X game next to one another and switch between channels, you probably wouldn't be able to like see the difference in a uh, like on the pause screen but once they're in action you'll fucking notice like you notice you notice 4k games looking fucking gorgeous you notice mm. uh and, and running at 60 like you notice that shit i don't know man like yeah there's no way in hell there's no there's no buyer's remorse in buying one of these consoles for 750 dollars. i realize this might sound a little fucking you know having having been up front and explained that I got given both these consoles, like they're, they're long-term loaners. There's no guarantee that I get to keep them. Um, I did say that, you know, I haven't typically been asked for them back, but that doesn't mean that they're mine forever, but that's not, oh, I like, sorted it out for you already. I told them you lost it. It's fine. Oh, sweet. It's gone. It's fixed. Easy. Did we talk but, about it uh, last week? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, don't, don't get the idea that I'm saying, like saying these consoles are fucking phenomenal because I desperately want to keep them or make them fucking happy or something. Like you, I just haven't, there's nothing wrong. They're really good. They're good consoles, but flat out, there's not a lot to fucking play on. Like maybe, maybe them being sold out is the best thing for it. Maybe being sold out is the fucking 
the small gap they need to get some fucking games out. Mm. If you're buying these consoles because you bought in two months ago, you're absolutely not going to be unhappy with your purchase. They're, each of them is 100% worth uh, $750. As someone who just rebuilt a fucking PC and uh, didn't even get all the parts he wanted and still spent more than that. Um, yeah. Like 1,000%. Yeah, it's a bargain. But yeah, I like, good Lord, do not go on eBay and try to scalp your way into buying one of these things early. Do not, don't mistake the idea of not having one as that FOMO shit. Do not like buy into that. Like you are not missing out if you don't have one. You are fucking, you should be stoked if you do and you're not missing out on anything yet. Like you will find ways to make mm. the most out of it. Um, if you manage yeah. to secure your pre-order, but yeah. If they drop this God of War game next March, then maybe panic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly it. Like, at, like right now, November 12th. On November 12th, which one would I rather have? Literally, the only one I would have had was the PlayStation 5 because I failed to get the, my fucking pre-order down. But uh, if, if you put a fucking gun in my head and asked me to choose, I would have picked the PS5 and it would literally just be because on November 12th, I'd be able to play Miles Morales, Demon's Souls, and uh, and I guess Astro Playroom. But I would be wrapped up, probably wrapped up with that shit inside of a week. Hmm. Like, yeah. It is a, it's a weird launch. Like... Because, yeah, it honestly feels, it feels like, um, I, there's no question in my mind. I totally understand why Baz asked the question. I wish he hadn't asked it when I'd only unboxed the machines. But, uh, like, yeah, I understand why, because we all want to know. Everyone always wants to know. Vers like, X versus Y, everyone wants to know the answer to that. But... Yeah, it, it definitely feels academic. It feels like a uh, a moot point on November 12th because it doesn't fucking matter unless you bought them both yeah. already. You know, and you're trying to work out which one you sell on eBay. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where I'm at at the moment. So I've got the PlayStation coming next week. Yeah. Um, and uh i don't I, I i don't have an xbox lined up so and i can't really justify the purchase at this stage yeah um because i can run everything on my pc the only thing i'm sort of missing out on there is the 4k experience yeah. on hdr right because i'll be playing most of the games on my um my computer monitor um so yeah but, but like also on top of that, the games there there aren't the, the games aren't there at this stage. So yeah. maybe down the line, if they start putting some stuff out, and I feel like I want to be sitting on the couch playing this stuff, then I'll, I'll look at an Xbox. But yeah, I like I said, I can't justify it at this stage. I I, I bought the um, Xbox One X, the updated one, and mm. uh, I didn't use it a whole bunch. So yeah, 
yeah, this is so like yeah, this is not like a Xbox One Xbox One X uh, yeah. upgrade though. You know, like this is so much more than that. Um, hmm. Which yeah, I just want to make clear like it's a huge upgrade that you yeah. that on the Xbox you wouldn't fucking notice. I think. Until you, yeah, and, until and also, like we said, you and I are in different circumstances. We've got PCs that can play 100%. this stuff, and so for people that don't have that, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's a harder decision uh, if yeah, you can exactly. only pick between one or the other. Yeah, one thousand percent. Anyway, right. um, read my full. Like, I'll, I will have in depth, in depth. Uh, stuff on the gapodcast.com and I've got a bunch of stuff going up around at a bunch of places that I won't talk I won't pimp out just yet because I don't think they'll be up before next week's podcast Um, so might as well wait until then so I can know when the fuck or have a bit more clarity how many times have I been on this podcast been like oh yeah and then uh, sometime over the weekend go to X. I don't want to say the exact place, but it runs with Smoz Gamers, and uh, and you'll be able to read blah blah blah. blah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to do that. So why don't we just hold out a little? But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, new consoles. Cool. More to come. Um, I am certain. Especially when absolutely. I work out, uh, exactly how to show like to to play an Xbox One game or a series game, X game, you know? Anyway. Um, should we do some news then, quickly? Do it. Not a lot here, but cool. um, while we're talking about next-gen consoles, PlayStation has uh, gone after and shut down a custom face, uh, faceplate site called, I think it's PlateStation? Um, PlateStation? Or, or it was called that? These were um, basically doing custom faceplates for the for the the console white white parts that are on there. So they're removable. They're quite easily removable. Um, and once you do that, it sort of exposes the fan and uh, hard drive chassis. I believe I've not taken one apart, but that's what I've I've read. Uh, and so these guys were doing uh, custom colors and things like that for the the PlayStation Five and. Uh, Sony stepped in and said, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Please stop. So they've they've now um, pretty much just given everybody their money back and they're shutting down at this point, which makes you think uh, PlayStation obviously has something cooking in the background for, for this. If, if it's especially being that easily removable, um, there's obviously a reason for that. And the other thing is, I saw a video today going around that the same goes for the controller. Uh, you can dismantle that very easily, and it uh, it like rips straight off. Um, the black part at the front. The, the black part. Go on, do it live, Job. Just just start yanking it out. Just fucking cram my nails into the little parts. And then when you do it, I'll be like, Hi, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, got him. <laughs> yeah. No, the um, the black soft part on the front apparently just comes straight off as well, and that's replaceable. So uh, it seems like they could be doing maybe even bundles. Um, right. You know, you can change your con- controllers or you can change your, you know, the look of your PlayStation uh, console or, yeah, I don't know. It seems like a 
smart move? Like you, you've obviously got the default standard white one. Um, would you prefer a different color or it sort of doesn't phase you at all? Uh, I, I think it looks pretty cool, um, especially, you know, it's directly juxtaposed against uh, the Xboxes. Uh, here, you can have a look at my fucking current spaghetti setup. Uh, but uh, you can see, I don't know if you can see, I don't know how all the cameras see. fucking look. I can't see my own camera fucking, there we go. Uh, yeah, you can sort of see, this, this is just world-class podcasting um yeah you can see the fucking xbox there looking all fucking vanta black and white of the playstation next to it it's pretty uh i don't know i think it looks cool i don't particularly desire a different colored faceplate although i would probably uh go after one if the right game did one you know yeah um I, i'm not fucking I'm not encouraged by this idea that Sony's lawyers apparently believe that their trademark uh, and intellectual property extends to the faceplates themselves. Um, like, I don't know. So, wait, they own the IP of a piece of plastic on the front of your PlayStation? That's that, How is that IP infringement? I don't know. It's a bit weird to me. I think there might be more to this story. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to uh, they can do a lot of stuff with this, right? They can start doing branding with like, hey, we're going to do a Marvel set or, you know, team up with the Golden State Warriors and now you can get a Golden State Warriors cover. Like there's a lot of avenues for this sort of stuff and um, they obviously want to be in control of it. It's their product. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Obviously, people can make their own right it's not hard for you to uh take that thing apart and fucking go to town with it on a, a spray can and a stencil make your own thing if, if you want to um i don't think yeah. they're going to stop people from doing that but i guess they're just trying to stop companies from setting up shop and sort of stealing their thunder um anyway play i think it's called plate station plate station what uh, a name what a great name they, they changed it to, to customize my plates and, um, right. and yeah, <laughs> still got in trouble. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, next up, we've got Star Wars Squadrons. Patch 2.0 went live a couple of hours ago uh, before we started recording this. Uh, I had a ch- chance to jump in and check out this new patch. Um, the, the big one that sort of uh, I was looking for was the frame rate lock issue that I talked about when the game launched. Uh, it's been in there since since it launched on PC, um, which stopped you from running anything over 60 frames per second. And if you did, it's basically broke the frame rate and made everything really um, like stuttery. It wasn't smooth. Uh, the problem then also uh, correlated across to the VR version as well. And because you couldn't actually change the frame rate in the VR version, any any uh, like Oculus device or HTC Vive or whatever headset that you had that was doing higher than 60, which is a lot of them, um, was having a lot of problems as well. And so they weren't smooth at all. And you couldn't change the frame rate to, to cap it. And so that was a big, big issue. Uh, I've jumped in and confirmed that it's fixed. Um, my game is running at 144 frames on PC. That's 
it's very smooth you, you notice it <laughs> very easily it looks great um yep. fired up the vr version and that is fixed as well um awesome. frame rate is running it i get i think you told me my mind was like 85 something like that yeah yeah yours, yours does 80 yeah yeah mine does 90. so it, it didn't make me want to fucking throw up when i put that on and i was Yay! like this frame rate is not working properly um I did see there were some people complaining about a few minor issues that have come up about this. Right. Uh, in particular, performance seems to be not great um, once you are exceeding a, a high frame rate. Uh, it seems to be very fluctuating for oh, okay. uh, the optimization of it. Um, I didn't experience that on the PC, but I did in VR. I was getting this weird stutter every once in a while where we're kind of just like microsecond kind of just stop and then start again um but otherwise it was running pretty smooth so hopefully they can sort that out and um yeah they've they've made a bunch of changes to matchmaking in the game um uh, a ton of bug fixes fixing up some hotas issues that were plaguing a couple of people but uh, some some big changes coming to the ranked games like fleet battles and and dog fights and that sort of thing uh, i think they've also recently tweaked to the bombers the uh i heard that tie bombers were very op sort of the meta yep. <laughs> stage and they've fixed that up um yeah i mean that's a good a good patch so if you're on pc and uh you want to go in there you got a high, high refresh rate monitor and you gotta check it out it's working a lot better now it looks really good uh, and if you've got it on vr on pc so i'll definitely jump in and check that out because it's running um the way it should be so yeah I just wanted to add that because I've been on their fucking case for a while about it. The other thing is that I noticed they didn't actually mention in the patch notes they fixed it. They put an update out a couple of days ago saying it would be included in this next update oh, and didn't yeah. put in the patch notes. Like like they're trying to, I feel like they're trying to hide it. The fact that, oh, this game has been broken for five weeks or six weeks, or whatever it is, um, and not put it in there. Anyway, it's just really weird that they didn't list that as a fix yet they it's been the number one biggest problem for the PC version since it came out. Um, so there you go. The Are you going to jump in and check it out or you've uninstalled it? Uh, no, uh, it's still installed and I will absolutely jump in and check it out. Um, right. Yeah, I'd be curious to see. I don't know when. If it feels better for you considering you like the VR before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. No, I was more enamored with the fucking, like the... Um, I don't know the 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 glory of it, the fucking majesty of sitting mm. in a fucking X-wing. Like, yeah, it's overwhelming despite any uh, any minor frame rate issues issues. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm sure it'll be even better still, which is cool. If your PC can run it, we'll see. Ha! Yeah, true. Maybe I can put it on one of the fucking the other two computers I've got in this fucking room. Yeah. See if it runs on that. Um, anyway. And the last piece of news I got here is World of Warcraft Shadowlands is now being dated for uh, November 24th. So this is obviously delayed. Mm. Now has a release date. Um, not too far away. The pre-patch rolled out recently. Um, I've been playing Warcraft uh, for the last couple of months, jumping in. Yep. And uh, 
yeah, jumped in with my wife on the weekend and they have uh, basically reset everybody's characters. Um, they've scaled them down. So I had like a level 120 and it's now 50 is the max level. So they've they've bumped all the levels down. Um, they've tweaked a bunch of the values and that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, they're gearing up for this next update. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm keen. I'm, I'm curious to jump in and see what that is all about because it's been fun. I don't know. I feel like you might have liked this the last update. Those all dinosaurs and shit. Um, really? Yeah, but maybe maybe it's a bit too... I don't know. You won't tempt me, Satan. You won't tempt me. Every time I... dinosaurs in this one. In Fuck, really? <laughs> it's like a God whole area that's dinosaurs. God damn um, it. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, I, I'm I looking forward to that. Should be good. Uh, and that is the news, unless there's anything else you want to bring up quickly before. No. 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 All right. Uh, any questions? We do have a question. I've got a little blinker here. Uh, fucking when's October 29? Spaz fucking done it again. Did I answer this last week? Cheeky cunt. I believe I did. Uh, okay. Johnny Bravo writes. Hey, gents. Once upon a time, my supervisor wanted to check the performance appraisals I'd done for my staff, which she was going to compare with my colleagues uh, to ensure we were all reporting consistent. I told her she could fuck right off. <laughs> all right. I told her she could fuck right off because if she changed anything on my assessment, then it wasn't my assessment anymore and I wouldn't sign it. As a compromise, I offered her to do all the staff assessments herself, which was not accepted. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so here I am hearing you guys talk about editing reviews that other people submitted and having your reviews edited. The most recent of note being Job's GameSpot review of Dead by Daylight, which was apparently edited heavily. So when does a reviewer's review not become the reviewer's review? Oh. Um, this is a good one. Um, shit, Luke. You, I don't think your your reviews don't get edited all that heavily, do they? Um, a little bit. I mean, it depends on where it goes, I guess. Yeah. Um, you've obviously had more experience on the the uh like the GameSpot and IGN side whereas hmm. i think most of mine has been on like independent sites yeah or magazines and stuff so true yeah um i don't know man like the majority of the stuff that goes up for me is 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 my work uh occasionally things do get changed around um scores obviously get changed around a lot depending on the site that's hmm. not like like at the end of the day, I don't think a lot of us do have an opinion on get to say what the score is <laughs> because it's it's nope. usually something that tries to be in line with the site and what the editor of the site thinks, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, right? Because uh, like, I think uh, as long as my opinion, uh, you know, the Dead by Daylight one, right? Um, what they edited out. Yeah, like you said, it's it, it's up to every site, right? Like every site has different goals that they want from a review. IGN, uh, they put up whatever I write almost fucking without any edit, except for the score, which 
I have fucking, you know, I had fucking long discussions uh, with about the score of, um, which was it, like Call of Duty or maybe Doom? No, Call Mm. of Duty Infinite Warfare. I had lengthy discussions about the score of Doom. Oh, sorry, of uh, Infinite Warfare, because I wholesale didn't agree with, with, like their assessment, uh, their judgment on what the, what the score was compared to the text that I had submitted, um, and uh, but like at the end of the day, as a freelancer, you defer to the fucking editor because they know their site, they know what their site wants. They didn't. Uh, do anything to what I wrote just this we had a fucking blue about the score um, mm-hmm. which I you know, at the end of the day I don't think matters all that much because I wrote fucking I think it was like fucking 2900 words about infinite yeah. warfare uh, two fucking numbers at the end uh, utterly inconsequential so uh, yeah it was mostly just I don't know I, I think I was I wanted the score to be lower because I wanted, like, I wanted it to reflect that it was a worse game than fucking Doom. Um, and it absolutely was. And history has fucking shown that I was correct about Doom and Infinite Warfare, but whatever. Um, nevertheless, when you go to GameSpot, they don't, you know, they don't want the Joe brand of fucking rambling in insanity where I talk about fucking the intricacies of the yeah of spaghetti or whatever the fuck and and how skittles impacts the spaghetti flavor they don't want that that what they want is my expert analysis delivered in the GameSpot way and so when my expert analysis on, on dead by daylight uh strayed into the realm of attempting to uh extol the virtues of playing dead by daylight in the correct manner um they fucking deleted it. They've also got like, they don't have a hard word limit, right? Which I always ask, right? Whenever I do a fucking review, because when when they commission a review, they'll always be like, oh yeah, and it's got to be like uh, 1,200 words, right? And 1,200 words is always a minimum, right? When I'm editing, I always give a minimum and I say, and there's no maximum because uh, usually for SEO purposes, uh, more words is always better. And uh, but like, the more words you write, uh, the lower your 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 price per word goes. Like if you're getting paid three hundred bucks for a twelve hundred uh, word review, yeah, uh, and you turn in twenty uh, eighteen, yeah, yeah, then then you've fucked yourself out of a thousand words there right like your cents per word there has tanked right but it doesn't matter it's it's not like i don't care because i want to write uh i want my full opinion on the page but yeah there are places that have fucking maximums and it turns out that i did find the upper limits of what GameSpot wanted to publish (laughs) this is why joe would never write for like a uh uh like a online newspaper site where they're yeah, like you need to have it shit. in 300 <laughs> words and you're like nope thank you uh yeah i can i can do that for you but what the fuck is the point uh- <laughs> it just like cuts off halfway through a sentence <laughs> um yeah uh you're gonna see that with the console reviews <laughs> on the ga podcast no uh, they go some places anyway um 
Yeah, like what what happened there was yeah, they excised the parts. It was still my critical analysis. It was just not my critical analysis, including the the uh, uh, proselytizing about the virtues of uh, playing Dead by Daylight like a horror game as opposed to a fucking esport. Um, and yeah, I was you know obviously disappointed, but uh, that's what that's what GameSpot does. That's their yeah. The, it is a more homogenized. Uh, output on on a game review that results in i think a more consistent tone across the breadth of the site i think that's why you see less of less instances of people being like oh you know that's why the meme is seven out of ten uh too much water Hmm. dash ign as opposed to dash gamespot because gamespot has editor editorial curation that goes above and beyond to make it all seem like GameSpot, even though every fucking review has someone else's name on on it, um, it all feels like GameSpot. Feels a lot more like GameSpot, whereas IGN is just like, write it, like, yeah, whatever you want to turn in, let's see it, and yeah, that's why I've got the longest review in IGN's history. I think the second, no, third longest review now uh, in IGN's history as well, and I've got the. You know, because they're just like, yeah, fucking whatever you're on, all right. I'm pretty sure I got the longest review in GameSpot's history as well, uh, and the lowest review. <laughs> but <laughs> don't worry. About it. Um, yeah, like at the end of the day, if it's not, if I don't, I don't feel like it's my review anymore, then I will withdraw the review hmm. because my like just as a you know the there's that there's that conspiracy about. Uh, that the you know dipshit gamers have that you know reviews are paid off or whatever. Uh, that hinges on the belief that a uh, site would sell itself down the river for a quick buck, but it doesn't work because the site only has the reputation it does. The only reason it has its readers in the first place is because of its steadfast adherence to the concept of its own fucking integrity. Your integrity is absolutely all you have, which is why, yeah, if they altered it and they were like, oh, yeah, so we want you to say it's good as opposed to it's shit, then I would tell them to fuck off and find someone else. I would, you know, I'd give them the same treatment Johnny Bravo gave to his uh, supervisor, right? Like, as soon as you change the nature of the assessment itself i believe that is when it's no longer the reviewer's review but if all you're doing is changing some fucking words around and and the nature the um the essence of the review remains the same then that's what editors do man like that is 100 what editors do like if your supervisor wanted to she wanted to compare with my colleagues to ensure all the reporting was consistent like if by consistent what she meant was like someone wasn't submitting their assessment in fucking japanese or something right it was all consistently in english then she would have a fucking point right if consistent was ensuring that everyone said fucking jackie boy is bad at his job then that yeah then you have a then you have concerns right like 
Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's an entirely personal thing. You got to draw the line where you personally draw the line. Uh, I don't know the the circumstances uh, further to which what your supervisor was trying to fucking get you to change, but uh, yeah, in general, editors will always change something. GameSpot changes more than most because they have more editors doing doing that work. Um, whereas like IGN has one person who will do all the edits on a review. Uh, and, and GameSpot has like fucking, it seems like everyone gets a fucking run at it, which personally I fucking hate because um, they, they make suggestion, suggested edits and then someone will like make other suggested edits that will change it back to the way it was which drives me like why is this here (laughs) like i didn't change that i was like yeah that's not what i fucking that's not what i wanted like i can see why they would say it that way because you know for tonal reasons but it's it's still annoying when they're like uh no we'll change it back to the the other way and i'm like well that's what i fucking had like i just don't like seeing fucking I don't see like seeing the red marks on my fucking text. Basically, it drives me bananas. Anytime I see mm. like comments saying you said this incorrectly, I'm like, "Fuck off!" I did. Fuck off! My precious words, my precious babies. You can't do this to me. But outside of that, as long as the essence remains the same, I don't give a fuck what what words they say. Um, as long as it says it correctly, as it, as long as it conveys my opinion, you know. Yep. Anyway. Um, which is why yeah. you can listen to this show and get the unedited unfiltered opinions yeah the uh <laughs> the <laughs> director's cut the snyder cut version except when joe says something you shouldn't have about a game <laughs> under embargo and you have to edit it out. maybe which and then nobody how knows. many how many times has that happened in the history of the gap like fucking maybe three or four maybe five right like yeah, very, very few times. One in a hundred. At least today's wasn't that that much. No, I stopped myself pretty quickly. <laughs> I've got so many fucking embargoes uh-huh, that I'm trying to fucking like juggle. My mm. my calendar is usually reserved for uh, stuff that I'm doing. Uh, but I also use it to note embargoes and it's currently a clusterfuck because uh, there's a lot of them and it's all over yep. the fucking place. But anyway. Eventually there you we'll go. The outside and it'll be good. good. Questions. Question. Yeah, question. Question. Just one. Who's stuff, right. JV? Uh, that is the show. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get podcasts from will be on there. Um, you can find us on The Gap or the GA Podcast. Should definitely come up. Please rate and review the show if you have a moment. It helps other people find us. Uh, if you would like to send us questions, you can email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, we've got a, a bunch of different channels in there. You can leave questions or just talk about whatever is going on. Um, I think Heath was talking about finally fin- finishing a game that came out like th- three years ago or something. I don't know. He just <laughs> got around to it. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's finally finished. Um, yeah, uh, you, can, you can jump in there and check it out. Our Discord page. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash the GA podcast, twitter.com slash the GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page at the podcast.com slash YouTube. You can watch uh, this show on video form. 
Um, last week, I think, what did I put up last week? Uh, I'm trying to think what it was. Uh, I think maybe I put some Dead by Daylight and then Disc, was it Disc Room? You sent me the Disc I, Room. Yeah. Was that last week? I think no, it was that was week. the week before. That was the week before. No, no, you completing the the level in the the black screen. Oh yeah. no, that might have been the week before. That was the yeah. Week before. You could be right. Um, I think I put something up last week. Watchdogs Legion. That's what it was. Put some ah, Watchdogs nice. Legion footage up. Cool. Um, and this week, I think you said you were sending some stuff through. I'll send some stuff through. Yes. For the Xbox, uh, and you can watch me eat mosquitoes. Xbox, uh, you can watch that on, on my Twitter as well, at JoeyJJ, because I'm going to yeah. fucking put that up. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll chuck in some Spider-Man Mars Morales and some Astro Playroom as well. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Um, you can also go to our, our website, thegapodcast.com, and uh, we got links to all of those things we talked about just then uh, you'll be able to find them on the site and that is all thanks to our patreon members who help keep that site running and this show uh, if you would like to do that you can go to patreon.com slash the ga podcast become a member um, sometimes get the podcast early when we're not having embargoes like this <laughs> where uh, we've had to release it is it two days later a day later i don't even know at this stage two days later um, for patrons yeah 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 one day for the for normals yeah. um so yeah, thank you everyone does that. Really appreciate it. Uh, we do. We also the best. broke back-to-back records for the site and for the podcast. Cool. This month. Um, we actually broke it last month and then we broke it again. Uh, sorry, for October. Uh, so that's right. good. September and October. Awesome. Yeah. Um, when we, We're getting... There's a lot. There's a lot going on there. So thank you everyone that awesome. keeps, keeps on listening. Thanks for listening. Um, and Joby, you said you've got a, a bunch of stuff going up on the site that you can check out. Uh, yes. People should keep so an eye for it. Yeah, that'll go up on the embargoes. So uh, they will. it will all be up by the time you listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> so you can just go, go to the site and check it out. Uh, awesome. um, yeah. Uh, I, um, yeah, it will be up on the embargo. Or anything I else? Kill Um no, not that I can talk about. Next week, uh, more next-gen stuff, definitely. And some Rainbow Six, the mm. next season. I'm playing that later. So I'll get a sneak peek at that. Cool. Cool. Um, you can go to twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. Uh, check me out on Twitter. Or you can go to survivor.com and read up on my Watch Dogs Legion review. I can't remember if it was out by the time we talked about it last week. Or if hmm. it was later. No, I think it was because I think I'd read it by the time we recorded it. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. That Sweet. is it for me. Um, that is it for the show. Like we said, um, next gen, next week. Hmm. It's coming. Everything's on it. It's going to be pretty busy. A couple it's of weeks. Ridiculous. Yep. Um, so strap yourselves in. It's going to be nuts. Yep. See you then. Bye. Bye.